0: What up, world? This is Anthony my Roberts, host of The Reality Is Where Filter Becomes Extinct. And, man, we got a good ass show set up for you guys today. Before I start, I want to salute Gary Green, salute Gabrielle Johnson, salute Artesia Swindle, and salute our guest that came out and always stays consistent, Michelle Williams. Hey, if it sounds like I'm talking with a motherfucking list, I'm whitening my teeth this morning. But hey, I hope you guys enjoy this show, and with no further ado, let's get to it.
1: Mr. Combs and I'm nine. It's strong niggas hating on me. She actually talked a couple times
0: last week, which is oh, very surprising.
2: Got TZ on the mic? Very, very surprising. <laughs> and
0: then when I was working on the uh, show and I was listening to it, it was like,
2: yeah, I man, they told me
0: that.
3: Oh, you not me. Go, you're not going to go. You're not
0: going to <laughs> do, <laughs> do that. You're
3: not going to do that. You're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. I made you want to oh. say, oh no, boo boo.
0: I was like, she stepped out. She stepped outside of the <laughs> to talk. Oh man, that's so sweet. Man, we got a. Uh, right? We got. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't waste no time. No, nah, get right into it. Man, we want to let you guys know. Man, we got a great show lined up for you today. We got the, We got a special guest coming, uh, calling in today, Saul Williams. He will be calling in from his European tour. Um, we got a lot of good questions for him. I hope you guys stay tuned. He should be calling in around one thirty. Um, if you have questions for Saul, you could uh, tweet us. At what is our? The, the reality, reality is, T H A. The reality is on Twitter. Um, you can hit us up on Instagram. You can hit us up on Facebook, and we will respond. We have somebody kind of moderating or monitoring uh, our site. So if you got questions uh, for Saul or for us, just hit us up, and we'll respond to it. So what's been going on with y'all, man? This week, man.
4: man
0: hey, been
2: pretty slow. Yeah. Pretty yeah. slow. Yeah, And
0: I, I texted you this morning and said, don't bring the alcohol. And I'm regretting that shit. Yep.
2: I know, man.
0: Yep. I was trying to be good because we had a gu- a guest. But I was like,
2: that's why I, really that's why I wasn't yeah, going to was bring trying, it. But I then like, I was like, fuck that. Man, I might as well just talk to him. <laughs> so I just slurred. brought my own. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to play. You got to have it. You <laughs> might as well just talk. I'm
0: sure he's been drunk before. <laughs> shit. I was listening to, um, I, like I was telling y'all before we got on, I was watching him on the um Breakfast Club last year when he did his interview. And I, I never really knew how to gauge him you know, and we're talking about Saul Williams. I didn't know how to gauge him because everything he does is so uh, realistic and mm-hmm. so in-depth and deep in thought. So I yeah. was like, how do we even figure this dude out to kind of do this interview? Man, when I saw that interview and, you know, he, first thing he said, he was like, well, am I able to cuss or what am I able to say? He wanted to be able to <laughs> speak freely and I was like, that's my kind of nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, to just be out there speaking his mind and being able to be, you know, open. Sometimes people see a serious figure as you don't have that, you know, downside to where you just chilling and relax But everybody has different layers and levels to their personality. And me and yeah. Gary have talked about that multiple times. You know, for even for Gary, a lot of people be like, "Man, y'all got a pastor or a preacher on y'all on, on, on the podcast with you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but he ain't your original pastor,
3: <laughs> you know."
0: And when you ask him something, he ain't the type of person you come to him and you say, "Well, oh, he's a pastor. Well, let me throw some at him that he may not know." Nah, dude, done read. Dude done, <laughs> done read. He done studied, you know what I'm saying? And, and he's in detail. He, he believes in what he speaks about. And, but it doesn't mean he can't have that lighthearted side. Right. And I think that's the downfall for a lot of people, you know, when they're seen as, like, public figures or people like, you know, pastors or, you know, a famous person. They feel like you can't have that downside. Like, if they mm-hmm. catch him on a picture or a video or something drinking, it's like, oh, he ain't supposed to be doing that. Well, How right. come he can't? Right. How yeah. come he can't?
1: no that's true man and and you know just in my case anything i say on the air i say from the pulpit that's my motto and it'll raise some eyebrows and i'm and i'm glad for that because it'll start some conversations but i appreciate you telling me you know but just before this and telling us about how how down to earth he seemed and i'm sure he is and i'm looking forward to dialoguing with him man because somebody as as you know he's an activist and artist and just hearing the human side of everybody, I always appreciate. Just yeah. people, yeah. you know, some people now <laughs> are just so uptight and got something mm-hmm. up their butt all the time, and Ugh. can't stand that. Because usually, people that present like that in public, doing some stuff in private that they would feel ashamed to talk about, and I'm just like, man, let's just let's just bring everybody out the yeah. closet. And let's be uh, honest yeah. and talk about <laughs> stuff. And so, whatever. but
0: he said that too because uh, also on there, I, and and uh, Charlemagne actually took one of the the questions I wanted to ask him. I was going to ask him about. You know, um, when he played on *Girlfriends* as as Lynn's boyfriend, mm-hmm. he was practicing celibacy. And mm-hmm. you know, Charlemagne was like, "Well, you're such a deep figure, and you were practicing cel- celibacy playing that role. Where you really practice celibacy in life?" He was like, "Fuck no!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, right. "No, no, no." Yeah. I'm like, "Yes, yeah. <laughs> celibacy! Throw that shit out the window. Oh, Who created okay.
4: that?" <laughs> It's you know, good if that's what you want to do. Yeah, I
0: mean, I just don't believe in locks on pussies these days. Oh, well, God. then that's not the girl Jesus. for you. No, it's not. So, but, you know, it's not
2: <laughs> But hey, there's
0: somebody out there for Right. But I was actually listening to something this week. I think it was Tahiri. somewhere. said
2: locks on right. pussies.
0: Hey. Oh, oh. But I, Tahiri on, um, she was on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. she's um,
4: Joe Button's ex-girlfriend. Yeah,
0: and, and she was talking about, you know, she's like, one of my girlfriends told me one day um, if a guy wants to wait, like, six months or a year before having sex, he got a little dick. He want mm-hmm. to get you to fall in love with we him first, first to where when he pull out that little uh, door stopper, you know what I'm saying? That, yeah, when he pulls that out, you already in love. You know what I'm saying? So you bypass his shortcomings. Oh, was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, shit, y'all got to watch. I mean, if a guy's telling you he want to wait, you know, I don't know a lot of women that can wait a year. They really want to wait a year. They may want to give it a little time to get well, to it know. Well, this
4: depends. I mean, yeah. I would I would argue with that. I, I, yeah. Say, I've gone probably like I've probably the longest is maybe like four months.
0: You intended to?
4: Yeah, because the guy that I was seeing, he didn't live here. Mm-hmm. That's
3: easy then.
2: No, it ain't. Why? Well, you could travel. <laughs> I mean, it's I, just did, a I dated away. a guy who was a virgin, who it to this day is still a virgin, and so we didn't. Has he masturbated? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Okay. So I'm, I mean, I'm just I'm saying sure, I was going to say That is some yeah. building Years of building yeah, Shit I'm His sure. stomach I'm ought to be sure. hurt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: had blue balls P- before And P- that P- shit is P- painful It feel like somebody <laughs> Pretty much takes Both your balls And twists them oh. In a little knot
4: mm. In your stomach
0: Yes It hurts Blue ball is real people <laughs> oh. It is real. I like those glasses you got on. I keep oh, looking at them. You. I want them, but I know they wouldn't look right on. Uh, no,
4: they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm I actually
0: sure. went out and tried to try a little different style and I bought some hats this week. And uh, okay. the Suffol- Suffolk hats or whatever. Mm-hmm. The hats like future wearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I ain't good with this shit. It's online. I really just go in the store and my, normally buy them. So I bought some hats online and I got them in the mail and I was like, oh, man, these are these nice. And I tried them on and I was like, why well, I look like a bitch. Oh. <laughs> It was the female suffocate. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, Why I look oh, no. like fucking Zorro. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So I called and I told my mom. I was like, hey, I, you know, y'all oh, can pick man. a color. Yeah, Early Christmas gift. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, ain't no need sending them back. But I was like, I really wanted to wear these hats. That is
2: hilarious. Oh, yeah. yeah,
0: but it was like the, the top was too curved and my face was wide. Oh, and I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
4: That's how I feel about my glasses. I feel like my face is too round. So I feel like I need something with some angles yeah, or like kind you kind know, angle square. Or, you know, something I can't wear round because. I feel like my head already round, and then I think this hair color is making me feel like it's even more round than it is.
0: We talked about this shit last week. You Should have got the blonde. The blonde would have looked really no. good. It would have looked good with no. the with the glasses, mm-hmm. though.
4: Mm-hmm. You don't think so? I think the blonde would look good if I had it cut like a fresh cut.
0: Yeah, well, you ought to go back and try, but you shouldn't bleach your hair that much in that I'm not many doing times. That. Yeah, they said
4: you girl. look
3: like a... What did they say? A bulldagger? <laughs> she said a lesbian. A carpet muncher. She said a lesbian. A muff diver.
4: <laughs> bulldagger. bulldagger is bulldagger. one of the most
1: hilarious... <laughs> I
4: don't know why. But when but I that think of
0: bulldagger, just... I think a white uh, white female truck driver with cut-off flannel shirt. I think of an old black
4: a woman. When I hear, because I feel like that's something your, gr- your old grandma was. that's what or, they say. What collar? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. That's what I do. Yeah. I don't think of the actual lesbian. I think of, that's something like, you know, you shucking peas with, with mud hair and she's like, look at that bull that I can walk <laughs> <laughs> Smoking a cigarette on the porch with a Moomalong. Right. Look at this bitch. Right. Come over here trying to sell me something. <laughs> so I wanted to talk
0: about, like, I don't know if any of you have ever really liked Written poetry, or, yeah. or kind of got into it. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the reason, like I said again, this interview is special to me is because I kind of got into poetry probably about it's probably about six or seven years ago. And for me, I started out writing like the real rhymey poems, like Cat mm-hmm. in a Hat.
1: He had a bat.
0: <laughs> blah blah blah. You know, like right. my shit was corny. In my- I go back and read it sometime, and I'm like, God damn, I was 25 writing like I was like eight. <laughs> and I was like, you know, because that's how I thought poetry was supposed to be, like writing you know rhymey type poems and for me like after like uh, reading poets like Jessica Caremore and um, uh, some of Erica Badu's poems that she's put in songs Jill Scott and then even Saul Williams like I realized that you can tell a story with the poetry Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and for me it was a way to like kinda release a lot of things Uh, I know when I first started writing a lot of the stuff that I was writing um, was from heartbreak um, from like growing up without a father uh, from trying to understand my mother being a single parent uh, I ran away from home when I was like 11 years old and I was mm-hmm. gone for two years but everybody be like oh you lived on the street no I just I went to my grandmother's house yeah. but I still ran away <laughs> mm-hmm. <Shut laughs> up. like I literally did, I'm telling you I ran
2: away you we still believe gotta believe comp- that you ran away but you weren't like just no, no 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 I went on the street <laughs> You weren't no I away. wasn't built for that shit w- I was not built for, for that exactly. I would have been sucking
0: dick by 13 if oh, I would no. have stayed on the street <laughs> first is coke then is sucking dick everybody knows that shit
4: so Coke oh, is the gateway to second To second dick. 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 I heard yes. that somewhere. Yeah, it, you yeah.
3: did
0: it. <laughs> I'm telling you.
4: <laughs> I heard that somewhere. It is. It's
0: the gateway, the gateway. to second dick. Say, Do way way not, so gay, you bro? know what I'm saying? Don't fuck mm. with that shit. But I ran away, you know, and I never forget when I got ready to pack my shit. My mom was like, where you think you're going? I was like, I ain't, I can't deal with this no more. Mm-hmm. I'm getting out of here. I got my backpack. She was like, uh, you didn't buy them clothes. You didn't buy them shoes. Like, right. I literally walked to my grandmother's house with no shoes on, some wow. shorts and a tank top.
3: Mm-hmm. She
0: took me in, though. Yeah, of course she did. My grandma, but my grandma was mean, man. I could deal with it for about two years, and then I went back home.
4: Two years is a long time. That's a long time. Yeah, it is a long
0: time, but I was gone, you know, and my mom let me back in. So, like I said, I went through a lot of shit in my head at that age, and poetry was just a way to just be like, damn, I could write about this, and I could say these things, and it helped me out. But the thing that poetry did also – it attracts people like people in your past read your poetry and they think every poem is about them.
4: them. Right? And you're
0: like, no, motherfucker, I've been, I know more than just you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, this is not about you. But it also, you know, some people write poetry or do poetry. Like guys, they do it for girls, you know, because girls like poetry. But I think for me, it's just a release. To be honest, to create things, to create stories. Like, you know, people write books. Artizzi is good at writing. Mm-hmm. I can't write because I start after like the first paragraph. I start writing like I talk. So for me, poetry is the best thing for me. Yeah. So, you know.
2: Yeah, when I was about 20, um, I started dating a guy who was really, really into poetry. And he kind of pulled me in. And that's actually how I got introduced to Saul Williams, mm-hmm. was laying up watching Deaf Poetry Jam. And um, and so I started writing for a, a period of time, and I stopped. And then I started seeing this guy who was a painter. And I made a joke about, like, uh, I don't know if you read the b- the blog Very Smart Brothers uh, mm-hmm. Hilarious! Mm-hmm. Oh my god, hilarious! Mm-hmm. But they had this uh, kind of satire blogger. They were talking about how everyone had that fake deep period, like in the late nineties. <laughs> like, well, you, you weren't really deep, but you were yeah. like fake yeah. deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I made a joke with him about you know like my fake deep period of, of writing poetry, and he was like, "You should write something again." Like he like he was like, "No, you should you should write something again." And I did, and I re- remembered how freeing it was um, to just to be able to express yourself in a way that you just you normally wanted if you're conversing right. with somebody yeah. Um, so no, man, I, I definitely, I definitely feel you as far as getting the, the stuff that's in your head, you know, right. getting I it down. Exactly. This
0: Taco Bell got niggas burping in this motherfucker. <laughs> like, eh, eh. I'm trying to turn my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I shared two tacos with Gary. He like, eh. I'm like, oh, eh. like shit. Nah, Taco cause Bell. I got this
1: phlegm in my throat, but no, <laughs> I, I really appreciate poetry, man, because of what you can do with words. I love words. I'm a wordsmith and I like when people can use words, uh, succinctly and in and, and intentionally yeah. to where you can tell a story. Like you say, you can tell a story using you know, there's this website, sixwords.net or something like that. And people tell a story using only six, six words. words. I've done mm-hmm. it's Really I've done interesting. It is very uh, interesting. Because you have to think about the words you use. you got to think about what they say versus being able to write an essay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I appreciate poetry. Oh, and that'd be hard. I have not. It's not really. I haven't written mm-hmm. as mi- as much poetry as I, sh- oh. I should just yeah. to explore that creative side. Yeah. But I did write. I have written some. Yeah. And uh, there's one I'm proud of. And I have to maybe let y'all read it. One. It's called Foreplay. Uh-huh. And I, and I, feel, yeah. I feel like it goes kind of yeah. hard. And I think
0: I think one <laughs> of the se- I think the thing with sexual poems, like it really, like you said, it kind of allows you yeah. to kind of dive into yourself, and it's a way to be nasty, with but in a intel intellect exactly. intellectual way, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you can do it, but it's talk. It's like using other words to describe body
1: parts, right? You know what I'm or saying? Or just using words, period. Exactly.
4: Yeah. yeah. Like when you're just describing every 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 move every mm-hmm. you know it's everything. it's
1: really erotic like it and it's something i think it that that creativity just exploring that and tapping into it i think translates in other ways yeah. in your life that really can make a person just you know grow and blossom and whatever the poetry you
0: know. is so personal like i know any time i've ever read like i got a poem and i was supposed to read it when we started because i wrote it this morning and i still may read it but it's like it's so personal that every time i read them like i think the first time i did like um, a spoken word, I, uh, me and Artizia I went out to, I forgot the name. I think it was Havana's out in uh, Fort Worth. And, man, when I say I, I, I was, well, she videotaped it, and I, it, I looked confident. Man, I was shaking on the inside. My palms were sweaty, mm-hmm. Like, because you want people to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I didn't even know people actually liked the poem until I she showed me the video and I you know I saw people snapping and I heard the snaps but when I was up there like all I saw was the light you yeah. couldn't see the crowd yeah. and it was like just trying to zone out and just mm-hmm. say what you got to say without messing up mm.
2: mm-hmm. and it's so personal like right. when you're writing poetry it's such a personal art form yeah. that you do like you 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 are kind of fearful if one if people are going to understand what you're saying or yeah. what you're trying to express, and then two if people are going to accept it. Yeah. You know, you're you're literally pouring out your heart. Right.
0: I'm gonna read this one. I wrote it this morning. It was called Recondition. I'm not gonna read it like
4: end the vibe. Pie, pie. You, <laughs> you totally should. Yeah. Right. You totally right. should. <laughs> right. right.
2: Right. You totally should. I'm on all right. the theatrics. No, yes. Man. You need the the voice inflection. And yes. I said that. <laughs> 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 die, die. We'll snap.
3: <laughs>
0: we'll snap next to the microphone. Woo-hoo. This one was kind of like more so. Just reading like it was kind of simplified so I didn't even write it in, in such a way and normally when I do when I read poetry I just read it and however I feel you know it may even pick up so this one was called recondition this shit always happens it was supposed to happen predestined for our destiny why are white people so obsessed with me selling our souls for instant gratification and slave dollars can you hear those slaves holler from the grave There's no rule book for survival, but we represent the real while your youth teaches themselves to cock guns and kill. Chirac was written while black. Keep your head up, nigga. Masters on your back. Keep your head up, nigga. Culture is the only thing they lack. Conditioned to be America's number one supplier. Even though you can't afford to buy a goddamn thing, you sell the richest thing you own. And I'm learning to transcend those shackles once placed around my hands, feet, and mind, connected to timeless moments spent watching reality TV through my TV out the window because that shit does not feed me. Continued solidarity accompanied by Simon Davis, Coltrane, and Fitzgerald, you can't find heroism in heroin. Uncondition your thoughts and recondition your mission. Build homes in your mind, find peace in your thoughts, claim everything you own, no real nigga can be bought. Salute in this motherfucker.
1: Brival. Hey, that was that was dope. Yeah, yeah, that was that real was. dope. Man. That, was that was good. I had to that edit it a little good. bit
0: this morning because I was like, man, how do I write? And every time I write, like the way I do things when I put stuff together is like I literally have a whole bunch of point- of portrait books. So I'll like I literally had like a Saul Williams book, his new book, USA. I had um um Ashbury and I had uh Frank O'Hara. Mm-hmm. So normally what I'll do is I'll like kinda put an asterisk by a page and and go multiple pages and it's like each page I'll go and I'll read like a sentence and I'm like how can I relate this to myself and then I'll write and then I may get three sentences out of that one sentence then the next paragraph I may look at Ashbury and then I'll be like okay how does this relate to me and then I'll write something and then maybe three sentences come from that and the same and so on and so forth so we're gonna take a quick break man now what y'all finna hear is an update on what we've been on as of late see I was reading a late notice on the date that I wrote this you hear time flies in the Lear And you wonder where the day went. One day I'm gonna blow and I'm gonna surprise no, your ass. Know. Back in the day, I used to sing all the time to girls on the phone. And they you never do that. They shit? probably
4: put the phone down. That's they when you they had. Probably, they put the phone down. Shit. They picked it back up. and was yeah. like, oh my god. Oh, you know what? No, oh no, no, you know what we used to do? We used to call our
2: homegirls on uh, three way and put them on yeah, mute. Them on <laughs> that's what they did. They, <laughs> they had the homegirl on mute.
4: <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs>
3: just I to
2: do
1: that
3: crazy. Hey,
1: going not call you on three way. Don't say. Yeah, man. I used to see that black voice sound on the phone. <laughs>
0: I used to sing that Black Street, and that's when you had that cord where the cord be, you be in the kitchen, yeah. and you gotta go and you pretty much been to wrap yourself up like a mummy. By the time you get <laughs> off that bitch, But I used to just sit there in the kitchen oh, and just man. be rapping it.
2: I remember one time somebody called. the I was with my daddy, and somebody called the house and was like, "Yo, put Michelle on the phone." Oh shit! My Aww. daddy must have cussed <laughs> yeah. that boy. I was so embarrassed. Ooh, oh, yeah. Was like twelve, he was said, like, "Yo, like put Michelle same. on yeah, the phone." Yeah, he's. He, I was. It was. I was clearly. I was in middle school. Was
0: this nigga? Was he out of high school? <laughs> no,
2: we were the same age. Michelle
1: on the same
4: he, wow. he probably had an older
2: brother. This brother like seventy five pounds. You no, know, talking about probably, Yeah, he probably had right. an uh, so older brother. The on the phone. He never called my house again. I, of course
0: he did. <laughs> you know. Yo, put Michelle on the phone.
2: Somebody called me. i am be like, "Who the fuck is this?" Exactly,
0: nigga. I was. You know, parents back when, and I haven't heard parents say it so much now. But back when they used to have a rotary phones they used to be like man i will pull you through this phone or i'll slap you through this phone nobody says it on cell phones <laughs> <laughs> you no, think i cut that phone off that's what i said yeah I'm saying right. yeah that's, right. Right. Keep that's real.
4: keep playing <laughs> get, get your phone disconnected
0: <laughs> no you yeah, don't yeah
4: you don't i mean
0: as yeah. kids they don't you know
2: <laughs> that's real yeah <laughs> now you
0: got facebook twitter exactly.
1: instagram i just exactly. slide in her dms i and, don't even call her trip out. yeah, yeah and you got to from her directly on her cell phone she's seven years old with a cell phone, <laughs> 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 a cell phone. i wanted to talk real quick about
0: you know, they got the movie out. Dear white people. I mm-hmm. want to talk about dear black people and shit that we need to change.
2: Yeah. Uh, have, you, have you actually seen Dear White People? I haven't. Have I haven't seen? saved
0: on my Netflix because so I think it's it, on Netflix. It actually now.
2: addresses some stuff that we need to change. Yeah. It's not just about. That's good. Yeah. yeah. It's It's actually. I was actually. You can it's tell more. The majority is more about us than it is about. So give me Give me some insight yeah. to it. I'm,
0: I don't care about no spoilers.
2: Um. I mean, well, they. I mean, they address kind of. They address different. Uh, I guess parts or types of people, so that you have the girl who. Um, presents herself as super super pro-black but she's right. really mixed and she's dating a white right. dude right. like undercover like charles barkley no, no not like that like, oh. no, not like she's that.
4: dating a white guy but in in the public she's like interested in one of the other pro-black guys mm-hmm. but whenever she goes back to her room it's a oh. it's a guy from her film class yeah. that's really her boyfriend yeah. and he's white oh yeah. okay yeah.
2: Um, and then it just talks about like there's a the dude on Everybody Hates Chris, yeah. the main character. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he plays a gay character and oh, like he's teased right. and that's mocked right. and all these things. Heard and, about that um, and then you have the girl who wants to be white, the like the black girl the black. who actually oh, right. wants to fit in so bad with the white crowd. And what about
0: the white? They got a black guy that want to be white.
2: Um, they have a black guy who's kind of chasing his. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like chasing his father's legacy, and his father kind of wants him to. It's like a Carlton.
4: Yeah, exactly. Like a Carlton. Yeah. Oh. So he don't necessarily want it to be white, but you know, he's de- he's. I almost said something. He's definitely quote unquote better than the other black people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Man. So so it's, it
2: actually shows more about you know just the nuances of black culture yeah. than it does white culture.
0: And I, I mean that's a good thing because I think one of the biggest I I, I say it all the time and I had this
1: conversation earlier this week. We are our biggest enemy. See, man, I, that's the part that I can't get with. And, yeah. and the reason is is because, like, you hear, like, one example is black-on-black black crime, this yeah. whole narrative of black-on-black black yeah. crime. Mm-hmm. When black people don't, I mean, yes, we it's a problem, but not any more than white-on-white white white crime, on crime. Exactly. is, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But people single that out, and it's like when little, it. young black boys getting killed by authority figures, and it's like, well, y'all killing each other. No. Well, that's we the learned yeah. from you point, Yeah, that's besides the, the size like, point, though. Yeah. And so that's my thing is I think we have to be careful, yes, we do need to look internally to our communities, but yeah. we have to also have to pay attention to the way these conversations are framed mm-hmm. because it sounds like we just pathologize, we just got all these internal issues mm-hmm. when really it's it's that's not the only story, True. you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And we've been put in a position in a lot of cases where, I mean, you talk about black fatherlessness, mm-hmm. but at the rate that black men get locked up and killed, well, hell, it, it, makes, sense. it makes sense. I mean, yeah. it's not yeah. an excuse for those that have the opportunity and just take care of that but we've been conditioned
4: yeah but, but i yeah. also feel like it's not necessarily i feel like sometimes it's an excuse though so well that's like, what i saying. Like not I'm to not, excuse so, it but so i guess not and i'm not i guess maybe when i'm what anthony was speaking about yeah. i wouldn't i wasn't thinking about the people of course like are in who are in jail or getting killed because obviously those situations can happen but speaking about the fathers who are there who are capable and who right are not, yeah so, you a, you absolutely know, so it's just kind of like Just based off of off of that, it's just kind of like, okay, we need to take more accountability, not just Mm -hmm. like, yeah, but you know, some people are in jail or some people are dying. Well, yeah, those are, but what about you who are here in? No, I agree
1: wholeheartedly with that, but I'm I'm talking like these grand narratives that come out and they produce these statistics. You yeah. know, this data that says, oh, this percentage of black men are not, you know, right. involved yeah. without talking about where those statistics come from. Right. Some of them, yeah, are the, are the men that decide that they don't want to be fathers and they need to be held accountable. Yeah. Other half of them might be dead or in prison, or you some, know, yeah. but it's they, not, all they do is flash the numbers and say, you know, th- yeah. there's yeah. And a and it's problem. And there's
0: no fine print at the bottom to actually read, like right. you're saying, and, right. and, and, and talk in reference to it. I think uh, we were talking in class a couple, um, earlier this week and they had, my professor was talking about socioeconomic status and how that plays a role in it, mm-hmm. you know, like being able to like just period being behind the learning curve. Like a, just let's just say a white parent sends his white kid. They live in a nice neighborhood and they, they go to charter school or mm-hmm. a high school that's paid for it. And it's already like college. The curriculum is going to be more strenuous. and in depth to where they are learning things that you're not learning in a basic high school. But it's kind of like Gabrielle said, it's not an excuse because that's where the parents are supposed to step in. And whatever they're learning at school, Mm -hmm. you hand them a different book. You give them a different perspective to think about at home. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that I'm not sorry, but white people to a certain extent sometimes can be lazy. Mm -hmm. And that's why they have, like, nannies taking care of their kids and raising their kids. That's why they send them to schools where they're getting paid because they're doing so much at that school to where when they get home, they Mm -hmm. don't have to do it.
1: That's the thing. They don't have to. They're not put in a position where they have Have to be that proactive. And I feel like black parents should be but also have to be be. proactive just so that their child is is in a good place.
2: So I said on this board... most of you know I do a lot of civic engagement work yeah. and I do a lot of work in education. And so, one of the boards that I sit on is um, the Simmons School of Education at SMU. And it's a young professionals board. There's like 13 of us on this board. Mm. And we're talking about what project we're going to do for this coming up semester. And one of the ladies says, You know, we really need to address the apathy that is in impoverished, you know, uh, circles yeah. in education. And I told her, I was like, you're going to be pissed off with of me saying this, but I don't believe this conservative narrative that there's apathy in the black and brown communities. Yeah, right. The difference is, is that you, who she just got married, they just bought a house in Highland Park. You will probably hire a nanny, yeah. and this is a white lady. Yes, yeah, it's a yeah. white lady. I'm like, you will probably hire a nanny to take care of your daughter when she's born. Uh, me, as a single mother, I don't have that luxury right. to hire a nanny to take right. care of my child so that I can work. So. When you want to, you get to go to the Valentine's Day parties and you get to go to this and you get to go to that because you have the time freed up. I don't have the time, time freed up. Yeah. So you're looking at two completely different worlds right. and you're putting whatever assumptions that you have about that world onto this child. The, mm-hmm. the reason why our education system is the way that it is, people don't realize is that our education system was built in the 50s and 60s. <sighs> To do exactly what it's doing now exactly, yes, it was not built to educate black and brown children right. Right. it was not built to educate poor children right. it was built to educate middle class white children that 's right. why there was a public school system yeah. right. so whenever desegregation happened, you have you now have classrooms of, with teachers who have no intent of teaching black children who have been teaching these white children all their lives, that they're inferior, that they're less than, that they can't learn, that they can't read. And then you, perpetuate this system that has not changed in the last 60 years, right. and you wonder why it's broken. It's yeah. not broken. It's working very efficiently. Yeah. Right. It's ru- it's running exactly the way, the way, way that that was it was set up to, and, to exactly. be raised. And
0: it even goes back when we were talking about the, you know, Bill of Rights and all the amendments and everything. Like, this country, like you even said, this country was never built or intended for mm. us to thrive. It wasn't. We didn't come over here thriving. Exactly. And the intent was, for, it, it, it was to never thrive. Yeah. Right. That's why I tell people, like, especially, like, here in Texas, you know, we know, like, the whole point, like, w- 1863 or 19 uh, not 1963 but i like 1863 when they were ending slavery and everything mm-hmm. texas was one of the last states texas. to free slaves yeah. which right. is why we have that juneteenth because you know story was like they kept sending a messenger and the messenger was either paid off not to bring that you know that proclamation in mm-hmm. or they were killed or mm-hmm. whatever the case and it happened what three years later or something, something like that, like
1: that. Yeah. man we they don't intend for yeah. it that well so, and i was listening to something i think is is it Cornell. On Fox, I don't know if y'all have ever heard of yeah, the, yeah, the heard Fox face off. Yeah, yeah. And they got this, this guy, Cornell, who yeah. he, he speaks from the perspective of the black uh, community. And then they got some far right white lady yeah. or man yeah. that's, you know. Yeah. Uh, and he was just talking about, you know, he, he has a problem with the Fourth of July because that's a national holiday and it's for everybody you know but he was talking about when the 4th of July when that happened slavery was still in, still in you place, know yeah. so yeah. there was never the intent of this being a national holiday truly for everybody it mm-hmm. was i mean and these are the pieces of history that we have to pay attention to and exactly. like michelle was talking about you know the way the education system is set up and so i do think that there are things that we can do as a black community mm-hmm. to help ourselves yeah. um but just the framing of it I think is important because if we take the stance basically use the narrative and the language that dominant culture uses to talk about us like black people stop being lazy well let's frame that a different way because while we're trying to get better we're also reifying the the assumption that black people are lazy and you have a
0: lot of other black people who are even buying into this
4: you know a whole lot I I mean not to to be the devil's advocate or not but I mean I understand everything that y'all said and I agree but at the same time just to bring it back to what Anthony said there are a lot of black people who are not who are lazy yeah. and who don't do anything and who 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 are exactly what and, and we I know a lot of them myself yeah. Yeah. so it's not necessarily that you know that they can't or they do have these 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 um their con- conditioned yeah. or these bounds on them it's just kind of like they are lazy. choosing not to they are choosing yeah. not to you they do are have not those. Yeah. their
2: kids just like just like
1: just like in within white culture you have a whole right. lot of lazy people and so <laughs> that that's what I'm talking like as a as a community as a collective The narrative, it matters so much because the language we use to talk about this group of people, it it creates those realities and perpetuates them rather than challenging them. Yes, we do have black people that are lazy. But we there's white people that are lazy too. Right, and, I'm and saying, so I'm saying
4: just just being accountable for my community. So right, exactly. you're right. You're right. There are white people. There's every, in every race. There's somebody that's lazy. But I'm black. So being responsible for my community, I'm gonna call you out on what you're doing and you're being lazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I think
2: what, yeah, what we don't want to get into is like the analysis paralysis because what you're saying, what both you're saying is absolutely right, and I get with what you're saying, Gary, but. Like every like we gotta. When are we gonna call people to the carpet? Right. Like right. Right. Yes, we to, yeah. yes, we need to. Yes, we need to reshift the narrative so that we're not perpetuating exactly. lies that right. are being told. But, but sometimes you gotta, we gotta call people to what it, what it spayed is spayed. Yeah. and and it And it
1: certainly is not an either or thing. Both needs to happen. Yeah. I'm talking yeah. more, you know, public dialogue. Just as a, as a community, we just have to be careful. We have to be challenging those grand narratives that that because I believe that those things are constructive. When a child grows up hearing every day, black people are are lazy. Yeah. Then that becomes a reality that I don't think should be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, like, a part of that narrative. While at the same time, I'm going to go home and talk to my kids and say, work hard, do this, be proactive, because of these realities. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
3: Yeah.
0: I think, I mean, and we, I know we're talking about, like, more of the lower class, but I think, to to say dear black people, too, like, with the elitist uh, blacks mm-hmm. that get to a certain level, and
1: yeah,
0: they do think, uh, to me, I like to say they embrace or adopt the way white people do things. And what I mean by that is Angeline let's just say Angelina Jolie or, or, or white kids or white people adopting kids. Mm-hmm. They'll adopt like an African child instead of getting a child over here in America. And people look like, oh, they did this. Why did they do that? And this is just me talking hypothetically my thoughts. I think they do it because it's an investment mm-hmm. because they look at it as, they always look at Asian kids and African kids and foreign kids period as being smarter than we are. So you invest in that child, you put this child in the best schools, you put him in the best positions and later on in life, not only does it give you notoriety cuz you are the parent of that child. If he makes money or whatever, you get an investment, they mm-hmm. give that back to you as opposed to like their thought process is not, let me get this little black kid out of Chicago mm-hmm. and turn him into something. They probably like he, like Gary said, mm-hmm. they've already been taught that we're stupid, we're dumb, whatever. So they just overlook things.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's it's I think that's something that we have to do. As blacks that are in elite places like we talk about helping out or reaching out. But I I know so many people, black people who get to a certain level of uh, prestige and they don't want to reach back and help nobody. Mm -hmm. And I ain't saying help everybody because everybody ain't supposed to be at the top. You know what I'm saying? But reaching out and helping people, not looking down on people, not being over pretentious, like you are more important Mm -hmm. than the cause. Or you create a cause because Mm -hmm. you want notoriety, but not because you really want to help people.
2: One of my biggest frustrations, going back to uh, the topic, Dear Black People, is when we have a, a tendency to be boisterous and loud, and like you said, just pick a, just pick a, pick a topic that I want to be angry about. Yeah. And then i but you've done no work to educate to yourself right. around it. Right. You've done, you, you've read enough, no literature. You have no idea what's happening economically, civically, socially, that's impacting whatever thing that you're angry about. Right. And so what it does is it really ridicules the movement. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, just an example, I'm not going to give any names. There was a, there was a, there was a big, um, election that just happened in Dallas. It was actually over the bond. Yeah. Right. And so we had certain people who were for the bond, certain people who were against the bond. Um there were quote unquote activists that were coming out that were picking a lane um and had no real knowledge around the the situation. Yeah. But they were loud, loud as hell. Yeah. And boisterous and we gonna march and we're gonna tear this down and this is unacceptable. That and so when you but when you start asking them real questions They had no idea. No idea. idea. And so, what I say that we need to start doing is first of all, we can't just be picking lanes, just be picking a damn lane. Like, like, can we stop doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Can we can we stop marching with no idea what the purpose of marching <laughs> was is, for? Yeah. Just to say you did just it. Just to say you did it. Can we stop doing that? Yeah. Can we actually start educating ourselves on sitting, just sitting down, educating ourselves on what are the issues? What are the things that are impacting those issues? And then actually make, because what, I don't think what, what we realize as millennials is that we have the most power. And I'm telling you this from a person who works in civic, like around civic engagement circles in Dallas we have more power than we realize we yeah. could literally change the 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 entire metroplex
0: i don't know where i heard this story from the other day it may have been artesia telling me about um how white people are scared to be around black people cuz they feel like at any point in time they feel like black people would just Uprise and take over shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why you know because they and they were saying like as white people if the some of the things if we were systematically oppressed and some of the th- and being killed off like black people are being killed off yeah. we would have been done started oh, yeah. a war and fucked up some shit seriously right. Right.
2: seriously like when we talk about the civil rights movement right and people like to compare Malcolm X and Martin Luther King oh Martin Luther King he, you know he was he was a man of peace and that's the way we need to go they were killing our babies yeah. Right. they were killing our children, children right. they were raping women they were lynching our men how do for i show sure. yeah, yeah, like entertainment for entertainment yeah. why why is it that malcolm x then becomes this right warmonger right because if you kill my child
0: why am i supposed to be singing and
1: saying
2: exactly give you exactly like i really And couldn't. even
1: the memory of dr martin luther king jr is just, exactly <laughs> because he he i mean I mean, he he got killed when he started making messing with the sacred cow of the exactly. country, talking about economics. Exactly. But you know, even though he believed in this nonviolent resistance, it was still resistance, and it, and there was still a, a an assumption of self defense yeah. in it yeah. to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. And And uh, and so no, I, I I agree with you, but when you're trying to go back and retell history in a way that would keep people from rebelling, rebelling. Or, mm-hmm. or rising, rising up, up. You yeah. then rise. you demonize somebody oh, yeah. like a Malcolm X yeah. Yeah. That, who's basically just saying, look, I'm not going to let you kill me, so exactly. I'm going to do what I need to, to do, do. Yeah. to survive. But I, was, um,
0: was that you, Gary, that, sent, that you, you sent me the, um, the video of Martin Luther King and he was giving like, a Malcolm X-type speech? I might were, have. And you were like, this is the kind of thing that they don't show on right. national television. Or, I might he's have. He's not for... What you're doing He's exactly. not speaking So peacefully right now right. yeah, right. I think he exactly. was talking To a church in Birmingham Probably um, And he was so. talking about You know when they talk About black It's uh, like demonized And yeah. it's evil And it's yeah. so you know Dark and dirty right, right. And he was like When they say it's white It's like uh, yeah, you know Pristine Yeah that was, and, that yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, that was and,
1: his I'm yeah. black I'm black and beautiful Yeah Yeah. And those are the things That you know We hear that I have a dream speech yeah. All over the place of But course. those kinds of speeches We don't really hear about Yeah, yeah. Uh, One of the You know on this topic One of the things And it's related to What you said before And kind of related to what Michelle said too, as Black people, we need to do a better job supporting each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. um yeah. You know, we talk about these movements, or we talk about you know this elitist. You know, when people yeah. get to a certain social status and don't want to help out. You know, I've got a be- uh, a good buddy in San Antonio right now who's just been named the commissioner of the Martin Luther King Jr. Meet or uh, uh, March. Yeah. San Antonio has one of the biggest marches in the country, and he's the youngest commissioner that they've had, and he has been met with so much resistance, and mm-hmm. it's been from within the Black community. Yeah. And it's just like you know, I, I think a lot of times we there's this sense of competition and and almost this need to sabotage each other, oh, yeah. which really hurts us because yeah. of the way that the you know the cards have been dealt. Like we really need to be proactive in supporting each other and helping each other and helping each other move along. And but I think a lot of times, man, we just you know we look at you know we we quick to call somebody a coon or to call oh, yeah. somebody you know. Yeah. Outside. and these things yeah. continue to keep us separated and yeah. you know as a result we're gonna we're gonna continue to struggle
0: but i think i'm with you too on the helping helping people out and i say this before we take a break but it's it's when you're helping people out and i'm trying to catch my thought it's slipping away from me shit <laughs> gone. I, was like, gone? Oh, I was like just, god damn but i was i was gonna say like when with when, when you're talking about helping people i think it's one of those things too is like Like I say, do it with the right mindset and you don't always have to help somebody like far away. You don't always have to try to help somebody or do something for somebody like at such a high level. Mm -hmm. It could be something as small as, like I say all the time, like me trying to do something with this radio show and without people working with me not for me right. working mm-hmm. with me like i always say gabrielle writing or gary contributing his time michelle coming mm-hmm. out with me asking her within a week on short notice like sometimes it's about helping your inner circle yeah. right yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and and just being their support it don't always has it, don't, it doesn't even always have to be money right you know it's one of them th- an encouraging word coming out for support, whatever the case may be. I think that's so big because too many times I feel like we preach reciprocity all the time, but it's like we talk about helping each other and we talk about it, like Michelle said, but what are we really doing exactly. to enforce what we're speaking on? Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of times in the black community, and I've been guilty of this before years ago because I'm trying to do better at it. But like saying something or talking about what I want to change or what I want to do, and never yeah. doing shit about right. it. Oh yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. that. It's like that in passing. Like if I saw Michelle today and I said, "Hey, we need to catch up and get drinks," and I don't see her for five years, yeah. I don't have to tell her that if I don't intend to actually do that. Right. And too yeah. many people get caught up in saying things they don't even actually intend to do.
3: Yeah.
1: Like exactly. yeah, bad. Chips like, yeah, Nazareth, I'm fucked up, homie, you fucked up, but if God got us, then we gon' be, right. right. be all right, nigga, we gon' be all right, nigga, we gon' be all right, we gon' right. oh, We need to work on trying to get a Jim bro. Adler commercial for the breaks, I just uh, want to hear one, yeah, bro, them commercials have me dying,
0: yeah, man I'm
2: the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Gary smacking on his donut right, yeah. and his mic. Right. It's good. Oh,
0: hammer. <laughs> Listen, it's we so need good.
1: to get a we need a gym <laughs> at <geomatical. laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Oh, when you man. hungry, I swear this is the best donut I ever had in my life. That's what I
0: said, bro. I, I've been eating at this place in Richardson called um uh The Great Outdoors. And like You I, live in
2: Richardson? Like no, nah,
0: when I'm doing work and stuff, oh, I'm always I was out like there Richardson like Richard and McKinney. That's I, a commute. It, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It would be. But uh, I I always go out there and I'm like, I always get this sub sandwich. And when I go, I'm starving. And I'm like, God damn, either I'm fucking starving or this is the (laughs) best best. goddamn Philly cheese steak I've ever eaten in my whole goddamn life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I promise. I feel like when we got here today, I was feeling like I was on Naked and Afraid. Have you ever watched the show?
2: Yes. They go out there for like,
1: got to survive 21 days. Yes. Bro. That's how I felt today. My so thing y'all say my life with the top of the bell.
2: I feel like I would just be smashing a lot more than they are on that show. Oh, I know I would. Because oh,
1: my thing Oh, is- okay. I thought you'd like smashing on food. No, I feel no.
2: You. <laughs>
0: Oh, so they butt naked?
3: But Yes, you living with What's and the it, afraid and, it's, part? and it's a man and a woman.
1: Cause you out in the wilderness with no supplies except for like one thing you choose, mm-hmm. and you got to survive for twenty one days. Don't titty know got nourishment? And it's
4: you got to have a baby. You gonna eat week? You gonna travel up? If she was previously like, I mean,
2: maybe she had to have just had a baby. Yeah, there
1: hasn't been anybody on there that had just had just had a baby.
2: Like just have a baby to be still nursing titty
0: i did something, <laughs> something i just
2: did that nipple it. off trying to get <laughs> <laughs>
1: no no but it's, it's yeah it's an interesting show but i'm I'm with you like because yeah. i was watching one thing and it was like the behind the scenes and i was like surely one of these couplets done had sex Didn't sex, yeah. and they either never said nothing or it's i don't know i'm just right. i mean
2: maybe that's a rule you can't have sex
1: they done broke that rule. still. <laughs>
4: them cameras I'm out. out. Y'all I'm already out. I'm out. Exactly. I'm out the
2: game cuz they going to the tent and sleeping in the
1: camera. Do. And I'm and cuddling trying to keep warm. Now exactly. listen. Exactly. Listen, my boo, my something gonna slip. in them cheeks bruh, I'm saying I'm right, And even in. the dudes will be like You know like, Yeah something popped up in the morning Blah 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 I'm like bruh Nah
2: man I know you thinking Especially, about not
1: dying and stuff yeah. But no, still
2: Because <coughs> you scared You depressed You gotta do something to get right, them endorphins I need endorphins. something I need
4: something <laughs> to Right
1: exactly
2: Pump me up like exactly. Okay I'm ready to conquer
4: the world now <laughs> to <kill> that, Something <laughs>
2: gotta kill that stress Right <laughs>
1: And then you're you live can't the, find no food. So There's pretty water living off the land, right? No, man. Yeah. So, so like on. you gotta find water and like you know, some people will bring a fire starter or have to start a fire yeah. and so they can boil the water. I mean it's yeah. it's I mean they just out there yeah. naked. Butt naked. Like I'm can't, just thinking no like if I was
0: making a fire and I squat down and my dick just hanging. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's how I think about it. If
4: you cold, you probably ain't thinking about. It. You, you ain't thinking you about it. Yeah, get this it. damn yeah. fire started. Right, it's exactly. shit right. here. Yeah, that's, I had to put some leaves on yo.
3: my crotch, man.
1: I mean, I could understand 18th, ni- 19th day, maybe they are not thinking about sex, but them first oh, couple the first days, day, first you yeah. still yeah. got that what food part, like, in your belly from the other
4: day.
0: And how long are they supposed to be out there? 21,
1: 21 days. If they make it, 21 days. 21
4: days. Oh,
0: because I was like, shit, if you get a pregnant on the first day, maybe it'll be a buildup and maybe some titty milk will come about. But they ain't out there running.
4: Look at him face. I'm trying to get the milk. You trying to get the milk? <laughs> that's like at the absolute end. I don't know. I ain't I mean, it I ain't never had a baby. That's at the end. Golly. Like, you are not I'm getting him to... until like the end.
0: Well, I just have to test it out.
2: Golly. Like, look, if you do no, get that... off my titty like
4: this. Hey, ain't nothing coming out. Oh, that would be his like, strategy. He would go in with the best strategy. I can see he's the only one so okay, if we start this fire, then I suck your titty. Like everything is gonna come
0: back to suck your titty. I mean,
3: right
1: on that nipple. You know, never there. be. By the time, By the, yeah, by the time
0: well. she get off them twenty one <laughs> days, she'll have one of them be, African like, nipples. It be as big, this. Yeah. big <laughs> as
3: this. Oh, yeah.
0: What is it? Uh, areola. Yes uh, uh, Little no. Yeah. So I wanted to also talk about <laughs> sensitivity, man. Jeez. You know, we had talks about party etiquette last week. Mm-hmm So tell me the story. Okay, let me me,
4: tell you. I missed it. Okay, Okay, so last week, last week we're (laughs) we're talking about party etiquette. Mm -hmm. Anthony brings up a list from Huffington Post saying, you know, according to the Huffington Post, these are the 10 whatever party etiquette rules or whatever. So I would say, you know, let me me say this really quick. At your party last week, and that's pretty much how I got kicked off. That's how his Mm -hmm. party even got brought up was because I mentioned his party. Yeah. So then all of the rules kind of, Kind of were tailored towards At Anthony's party. party. Okay, nobody's names were mentioned. Nobody, nothing. Not and he always saying somebody's name. And this particular <laughs> week, Anthony didn't, didn't even say, say a say nigga say name. <laughs> Nobody's name. Well, then he went to Instagram and posted a clip of me saying my opinion on this. You know, this party yeah. etiquette, and it, that kind of like started a dialogue. Then oh. he came to the group me mm-hmm. and he said, I just had a conversation. Still not saying anybody's name. Yeah. So he comes to the group me and he says, I just had a, a conversation her uh you know instagram about party etiquette mm-hmm. do you think there should be a such thing still an open question yeah. you know so do you think that's is it even a thing A party etiquette mm-hmm. you know what do you think yeah so then everybody starts kind of like saying you know i think that this is feel. what, what of right course. then go ahead and think cause i don't know how you know in well, depth you want me to get into this oh, you, well, I, you know, I, won't, I won't say names
0: here pass this phone back to artisa see if she can get some video of us you know while we Having these topics, so you know, basically, I, I guess people just kind of took it uh, personal. Like, I got a couple of text messages, I got a couple of phone calls, and it was kind of like I said about the poetry. When you write poetry, people think things are about them that's not about them. And I always believed in a hit dog barks.
4: My grain, yeah. I would say, hit dog mm-hmm. hollow. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Hit dog going You know,
0: so it was one of them things where you know, when I was talking to the people, I was like, hey, no offense. It's just one of them things. I've told people all the time, I don't, I'm not good at sugar. I'm not good at sugar coating things. Right. <laughs> so it's like, I just kind of say what I say, but I feel like as a friend, and, and this is a topic that I wanted to have, when you are a friend with somebody, you should be able to say what you feel. Right. Even if it offends that person, they should be able to say, I get what you're saying, but I really don't like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To where it's like, I don't want to punch you in your face. You know, I want to hit you. Like, I'm too old. I'm too old to be fighting. Definitely. It just takes too much energy out of me for that. But I think people were just being too sensitive because they felt like it was really tailored towards them. And and not to be funny, I even fucked up on party etiquette at my own party. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's perfect. It's just one of those things that where we were trying to put it out there for conversation of, Hey, this is party etiquette. where because it's one of the things where if you keep doing something wrong and nobody ever tells you, how do you know you're doing something wrong? Yeah.
4: Right, and it's it not true. even necessarily like you said. It's party etiquette. It was. Yeah. It's not even saying that you're doing, you're doing something, something wrong. wrong. It's just this what is they my, say. This is what I think. Exactly. That's what you think. According it's, to Huffington Post. Huff- right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Said> post. <laughs> this is this is just what we're talking about. But it just kind of went like to, to me, you know, on the outside looking in, just kind of went a different direction. It got out like of him, yeah. it was just kind of like now you know i'm reading the post like wait a minute are we, are we got for real are we serious did i miss something i'm like going back through posts yeah. like did yeah. i miss a post or yeah. something people was,
0: was like hey you seem like you was in your feelings i was like it ain't even about being in my feelings it's just about it's it's just about being respectful exactly. of an environment yeah. and a situation mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you were right it doesn't mean you were wrong it's just saying hey yeah, just like if I never had, if my mom never told me what a salad fork was and a steak fork was yeah. or a steak knife and a dinner knife, mm-hmm. I wouldn't fucking know. I'd be at a five-star restaurant eating like a Neanderthal. Right. But she did tell me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't be like, oh, whatever. It's certain things that I've been told by people, and they're like, hey, you said that wrong, the word that word the wrong way. Or yeah. you didn't do this. And I'm like, man, you know what? If you hear someone on this show that should have been said the wrong way, P- Gary's probably not here. I tell people all the time, Gary is my mouthpiece. He says the <laughs> things that I would say if I had time to write it down. voice <laughs> Vocabulary is not that, it's not that expansive. And I, 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 you know, I'm not going to say I'm okay with that because I read a lot. But it's like I just don't use all those words. Why would I say, you know, I think we should implement these changes around her. We need, nigga, we need to change some shit. Earlier, Gary said, I was going to say
4: this. Gary said he was, he was... um, He's like, I'm really excited for the dialogue that yeah. we're about to have. You know, it's yeah. all, I was like, Nigga, we about to chop about it up <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to talk But to him. Gary, though.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like, me and Gary. <laughs> that's me sometimes. Yeah, that's yeah, what like, when I was, what I was what what I'm about, I'm about to say, time. bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was about to say. When me and Gary go out, like, if we go out and hang out, oh, he talks just like I'm talking now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like he said, in a certain situation, you need that. Which is the reason why I was like, hey, I reached out to Gary and I was like, hey, I know I got to have Gabrielle because she knows how to pick up conversation. Mm -hmm. I said, Gary, hey, bro, I need you here because I know you're going to ask those questions whether you know about something or not. You can hear something and create or formulate a question. And the same thing for Michelle. They're very good at talking and Mm -hmm. getting good questions out of nothing mm-hmm. yeah. and I needed that because I'm the type of person I just my, once my mind is one track it's done yeah. so they are able to reel me back in and, and everybody has their own strength right. mm-hmm. I'm going right. to come in and I'm going to say fuck this shit I don't give a goddamn what the hell you got yeah. to say <laughs> and then Gary may come in and say you know well you know no, I, don't, I, I, don't I don't think that would be the proper to, way hey. to <laughs> say <laughs> that you know the linguistics of this situation <laughs> is not conducive to what I need <laughs> so I ain't thinking like that We need to wrap this conversation <laughs> up, you know what, you what I'm know, saying yeah and and we need to- <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like for every moment, like Gary says, and the good thing about Gary in every aspect, it's good to have those two sides where you yeah. can be, you know, like we talk about all the time, book, starts, book smart and street smart. Mm-hmm. But in all words, you know, I didn't apologize to nobody because I was like, I never really was, intended anything funny. to be personal right. towards yeah. anybody. It was just something to do. And for those who are listening who may have a problem about us talking about it today... Uh,
4: Go find something to do.
0: Come on, read a book.
4: I might need to scroll back through this. Group it was amiga. funny. I, I missed it all funny. of it. I it mean, was funny. I mean, like what I said, was
0: funny to me was when Rodney put that feelings thing, where that little girl was slapping on the yes, window. Yes, yeah. And it was like because, <laughs> yeah. and you know, and, and I and I had to tell these it's people. An yeah, and I had to tell these people. I was like, when you do something or put something like this, you the know, group, somebody the group Gonna, yeah. gonna yeah. eat.
4: and, and yeah. then Brian went no, no better. tell about some who was the bright skinned girl with the blonde hair, and I was like, why is you trying to. Being yeah, messy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, okay, so messy. what was some of the what? Just catch me, like in terms of what, what like, were some of the 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 well, things that they said well, that well, you okay, should just, do at a party okay, like one that. One
4: thing was it was saying like um be on time, be, be, uh, be on time. Thank the, the host. The so we do, were like what, what what I guess what. <laughs> but kind see, of you're of okay this? with that. Right. You
0: see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. You got okay I, and with it, but you're owning When we got there, I'm like, yeah,
1: sorry, we late. You know, that's what I'm saying. But you but you
4: didn't come into the group me like. Oh, so you talking about me when you said that? Yeah, because I'm you saying I should have been on time. It's like no, I'm just telling you what.
2: The list, yeah. Say. This is what the list. This is, I'm just telling you what the <laughs> list. This is say. just list. Right, right, this is the list. Right, this list. Person, a post. <laughs> I'm, I'm just reading the, reading the list.
3: list. I'm just, <laughs> this is <just laughs> not
4: working for me. Uh, That's pretty much <laughs> how. Another was what, what kind of started mm-hmm. this was the post said um it was the it was the host job to make sure everyone knew each other. Yeah. So I was right. like I kind of disagreed because in a setting like Anthony's party it's just kind of like you can't. Watch the door and be like, "Okay, you're here. Let right, me go through right. it. Okay, this Direct is Gary. This is it. This is you yeah. know you can't you yeah. can't expect the host to do that." And then I was saying that I felt that some people at the party were kind of sitting back, kind of waiting on something to happen. To happen yeah. Yeah. So then that kind of brought the conversation of, you know, do, should you go to a party? and interact or should you go to the party and just kind of say hey to the guests, and then kind of lay low so some people was like you know I I say hey then I lay low but if people come up to me I talk some people were like oh I interact I mean everybody of course everybody was different and it was just kind of like you know yeah, this and
2: I think it depends on the type of party too. Right, so it's so. just like at your about. type of party, it was super chill, super laid exactly, back. Yeah. Right. It's not your job, my opinion. my yeah. opinion. It's same not same. your job to go around and say, "Oh, Michelle, this is Gary. Yeah. Gary, this is Gary." Gary. Right. Gary this yeah. Is yeah. G- right. You know yeah. like that's that it would it's be too it much. Been too much, right? If it's but a bridal it's shower, a, exactly. I mean, it's exactly. baby no exactly. shower, Yeah, or a formal cocktail party or something where it's like people where it's going to be more subdued and people are you know, then I can see that, but no, yeah, no. and my and and
1: what I mean, the, even the way you know when you invited people to the party, you framed it. It was very chill. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was like it was like you know they chill. got a pool table, yeah. you yeah. got TVs and all that. So you know when we got there, yeah. I came to talk yeah. to you, it mm-hmm. met some people that yeah. I didn't know, and then the last half of it, we was trying to watch TCU the TCU game and yeah. you know in the just chilling. But that's you know, the kicking thing. back.
0: And the thing I tell people, man, first of all, it wasn't that party wasn't even meant for it to be like uh who uh some brewha. You know, it was just like like you said, come Let's out, go out and chill, have, a drink, yeah. have a good time. But when I do, like when I have get togethers, I do think it's great for people to interact. Yeah because it's yeah. like, why come out of the house if you're not gonna meet somebody or talk about something different? Right. Like if I'm just gonna talk go to a place like and sit with, with my dick in my mm-hmm. hand, like
2: I could do that at home. Right. That's right. real. And and you did introduce a lot of people yeah. as yeah. well as, like, cause as people came to me like yeah. I know when Gary came yeah, to me somebody us was talking, to some folks yeah, I was like admit. hey Gary
0: this is on so, because you never know man exactly. you don't know who, what connections these people mm-hmm. have and how it could branch out and then honestly I'm just for me personally I really be trying to make like black buns strong oh, yeah, yeah. 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 you true. know and for anybody who's listening on November 21st we're gonna have a little get together mm-hmm. at uh Rocket Lab Studio uh November 21st what is it from eight to midnight We're going to have music, we're going to have food, and it's BYOB, you know what I'm saying? So if you want to drink, you can drink. We'll be doing something else Mm -hmm. soon. So, I mean, it's something we're trying to do every month just to build up things, to give people something to do, give people an outlet. You know, we want to try and do museum, you know, walks. We want to do, create poetry. We want to do a lot of things because, like I say, for me, I'm not really a club person, Mm -hmm. and I ain't really a lounge person. But it's one of those things, honestly, if you connect and you reach out to other people and you bring these different people, you meet new people, you interact. Mm -hmm. You may mm-hmm. find your, your next boyfriend, girlfriend, husband or wife, wife. Yeah. job, whatever. You, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You got to network. You can't just always want to be in that same and, circle. And, and it's not saying, hey, expand your circle from five friends to 30, but it's good to network and associate and, with other people and be a part of other things outside of yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I was just saying you know, to the people, you just got to get out of your feelings. I know it's yeah, getting yeah. cold out here and motherfuckers <laughs> getting <Right>? lonely <laughs> and, and <laughs> shit is fucking crazy, but you got to get know, out of your don't feelings. Say
4: that. Yeah. Now you're <laughs> insinuating that somebody's lonely. I'm just playing. You know, so <laughs> you know that's the road is going. What, go I right. feel like we, what
2: he wanted to say was somebody need to get laid. That's what he. That's what he. That's what to get he was dink. trying to. He was trying to get you some dicky. <laughs> <in the, laughs> low key, that's what he was. <laughs> That's what he was insinuating. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I was, was, what, what, what else I came up in that so group? It was something correct.
2: came up. We were talking about.
1: <laughs> we talking about. Go sit on somebody and Yo, chill out.
2: Bounce. <laughs> <laughs> go bounce,
0: Go sit on somebody. I just think. Um,
2: oh, I don't know what I was about to say. You said what else came up
0: in yeah, there? Yeah, but hold on. I want to give a shout out for some good black news. Congratulations to Joel Fitzgerald, uh, Fort Worth's first black police chief. Uh, he replaced Jeff Halstead, who has several lawsuits filed on him by other black police officers. Mm-hmm. He's also been known to work well in the community, and the department said they feel like he was the right choice um, amongst the officers and the community. Um, to give a little background, he has degrees from Harvard and Northwestern. That's big. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, I'm no, so sorry. No, no, you no this ahead. had nothing to do with this. That's fine. It's a completely different topic. Yeah, Did y'all fine. read Zola's story? Yeah. Oh yeah, Zola? yeah so, Zola's, a about this. Actually, oh, Zola's a stripper. I actually, I actually realized I Chris, her on, on Twitter. I'm not sure why, but
1: and I didn't see Chris, put, Chris, put,
4: the, Chris put the link in before the link in before we group. do that because we're
0: about to go from congratulating to <laughs> I'm, so I'm, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. In, <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> interested <laughs> in that. So he has degrees from Harvard <laughs> and Northwestern. He was previously the first black police chief in Missouri City, and he beat out five other finalists. Congratulations, salute, Joel Fitzgerald. Now I want to know about this stripper.
2: Okay, so Zola is a she's just a young lady on Twitter, and she tweeted this epic story about okay, how her and this white this white girl just <laughs> Jess, Jess. <laughs> got into this like sex trafficking with type. Big, feet, Prostit- was big, right? big Z, prostituting <laughs> type, pimping type of but thing. But her, but she, she's first of all, she's an amazing storyteller because yes. she told this whole story did, via Twitter on Twitter, right? Yeah, so it was dope. And, and
1: uh, I mean, it was it was funny the way she told it, too.
2: Hilarious, like, yeah. you was reading the story, and like, suspenseful,
4: right? Like, like, I oh sat on the
1: couch for about 30 minutes trying read to read that story, story. <laughs> on my <Yes>. phone.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, Twitter feed. I'm so mad you ain't read it. I can't really talk about it. it. Okay, so she met
4: this girl. uh, I forgot how they met, But she just met this girl. At Hooters. At Hooters. She was working at Hooters. She worked at Hooters. And and, uh, she met this white girl. And the girl was like, you know, they clicked or whatever. And then she was like, you want to go to Florida tomorrow? And she was like, well, I ain't never known, you know, I ain't known this girl, but it was cool. Yeah, we can go to Florida because in Florida, apparently, you make big money stripping. Right. So, she went to Florida, but not only did she go to Florida with Jess, the girl she didn't know, she went with Jess and her boyfriend and then some random black guy. So, then Jess is like, oh, that's cool. That's whatever the black guy mm-hmm. I can't remember. That's just whoever. And, you know, yeah. he's cool. So, they go to Florida. They make. They go to the strip club. They only make like $800 that night. So, apparently, that's not enough money. Well, when their pimp comes to pick the, her Jess and Zora up, he's like, how much money y'all making? And they was like, nothing. Nothing really. So then he's like, okay, we need to start trapping, which trapping for them was... Uh, selling that pussy, yeah, yes. right, yeah. And, sell, and, to all, and all that's a
1: surprise to Zola because she thought you she know, just going to strip. Is, so is this man, a pimp? Like right. she just yeah. went down she she there did, to strip. Just to
4: yeah. strip. So they go back to this room. Jess uh, sends uh, or, or the pimp, whatever, sends these men up, and he's she's only selling sex for a hundred dollars. So now Zola's like, bitch, you know you, you sell selling pussy, pussy for a hundred dollars? Like you know I can. That's so she's, a blowjob, right? So she hooked, so she gets creates. Just this back page and takes pictures of her, and then these niggas start coming up, paying like you know five hundred. So at the end of the night, they end up making like was it like 5000 dollars. A lot of money. So then the pimp We're comes and he's like, right. Page. So the pimp comes and he's like, how much money are y'all making? And it's like five thousand. So he's like, I know. Zola, like, why are you telling the whole? Right, right. You know, exactly. So yeah, Zola's on the background, like yeah. you know, thinking like, what the fuck this bitch is yeah. telling him, you know. So. He says, Well, you owe me rent, and gives, he takes all the money. So, just who'd have been selling her pussy all night, then she didn't get, get nothing. Then he gives Zola $500 for a, pretty much like a finder's fee because she the one who set the page up because he knew that the men that he was sending up weren't call, weren't, right. weren't paying that much, so there's no niggas. way that she should have made that amount of money with the yeah. men that he was sending them. Yeah. So in
2: the meantime, go ahead, Jess's boyfriend, Steve, oh, it, <laughs> 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 Jess's boyfriend is 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 blowing up her phone because he saw the back page. He posts on her Facebook. Jess is the white girl. Jess yes. is the white girl mm-hmm. who's selling her. Who's, yeah, mm. um, selling he, a pussy. Selling <laughs> a pussy. Yes. He posted on her on her Facebook page, and you know the mom going off, whatever so she calls the boyfriend while the pimp is there and the dude's going off and you know uh the pimp takes the phone is like we we on our way like you tripping we on our way they get back to the place where they dropped the boyfriend off which was another hotel and the boyfriend is sitting like in the uh like parking lot with some dude with dreads right? right right So then the pimp gets pissed off because he's like, okay, first of all, you posted this stuff on social media. Second of all, you sitting here with this dude who now he knows we got money because you sitting here pouring out your heart saying that your girlfriend is hoeing and you don't know who this dude is. You don't know what's going on. Which is which is a whole move. A whole yeah. move. <laughs> you don't know who this dude is. You don't know what's going on. And so the the white dude is like, I'm gonna kill myself and starts banging his head on on the wall.
4: But the whole time, Zola's commentary is really what's funny because yeah. she's like, these niggas start banging his head. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, know, I'm sitting like, back like, yeah, I'm sitting back laughing. Like her commentary is really is what's making this right story it. funny. He
0: banging his head on the wall because his girl selling pussies. Yes. Yeah, he I found out later he like,
1: like bipolar
0: or something. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mean, it's schizophrenic if he's banging his head on the wall. Yeah, yeah, 100. Yeah. So.
2: So the pimp takes them to another hotel because this whole situation happened. This is and
3: happening all wait, in one night.
1: So yes, all yes, one Wasn't night. it r- the right fuck? then and there though? The pimp, Big Z, either didn't he make the girl give him head in front of the boyfriend? No, 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 no,
4: no. That, no, that, was, that was later. That was later. It's all. Oh, it gets yeah. better. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> so he, so he takes, he takes them to another hotel. Same thing happens. They set up this back page and they start selling, you know, old girls selling pussy out the yeah. out this, this new hotel, right? I love to
0: hear girls say pussy. That's why I keep saying <laughs> say that. <laughs> <laughs> that, Listen. that does something to me. Too. Yeah, it does something, man. My
3: <laughs> knees by can't. this table.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. What <can't>
3: <laughs>
2: Just trying to tell a story? That's why it's getting hot in here. Right. Like y'all, y'all over there steaming Woo. up.
0: <laughs> I don't want Gary looking at my meat. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs>
2: So they, so, they, so they go to this other place and, um, you know, same thing. They trapping or whatever. And then somehow there was a situation where there was like an out call or something where they had to go take... Yeah, the white girl and to 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 him, yeah, to a to a to, to, guy. A, to yeah. a guy, yeah. Um, they take her to the guy, and the guy snatches her and slams the door, and Zora takes off running. And down Zola home. takes mm-hmm. off running <laughs> out. She's "Like hey, I'm gone."
4: Somebody yeah, stole Oh, wait, Somebody, oh wait, wait, oh wait. No, you did skip a part because okay, so they were at, they were at the hotel, and then the boyfriend comes, right? Yeah. The, boy, the, the boyfriend comes and that's when he was like he, she want, he wanted to go he wanted mm-hmm. to stop and he gonna jump off the balcony oh, remember yeah. he didn't kill himself because the, his pants drink got caught. your ass talking sucked. so fucking fast oh. I'm just like ah, <laughs> so get you some
0: alcohol <laughs> yeah. so you can be like and the boyfriend <laughs>
4: said so the boyfriend was going to kill himself and uh, he goes to jump off the balcony because he wanted just to stop the white guy yeah. yes. Yes. the one who banged his head on the yes. wall yes. This, this nigga yes. so yes. when yeah. he goes yes. to jump off the balcony he actually doesn't die because his pants get Get caught on um, the side. So he hangs. The so, the the <laughs> so then Big Z goes and pulls him from the balcony. And so the, like, pimp saved a the pimp say
1: the boy. Pimp say the boy. But oh but,
4: but yeah. But keep, keep now he just kind of like she ain't finna stop. And what's fixing oh, to happen yeah. is you fixing the wa- uh First he's fixing to kill him, and then yeah. she's like, no, don't kill him, don't kill him, just beat him up real bad. And he's like, no, know what? I'm fixing to. do. Oh, by the way, Big Z's wife. His wife is, is there right or fiance or whatever. She's right there too. Yeah. So Big Z's like, okay, I'm not gonna kill you. You, but you fixing to watch me? So he me- he had sex with
2: Jess while the right boyfriend in front was watching. Boyfriend. Mm-hmm. This
0: needs to be like you ever seen that Liam Neeson run, or Liam Neeson movie Run All Night?
2: No, this, the they sound. need to
0: make a movie out of this.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. what's her name? Ava. Devin- they, Duvernay. DuVernay. DuVernay? Yeah, DuVernay. She actually t- tweeted her and was like, we're going to make a movie off of this. Oh Who is that? DuVernay. Oh, my gosh. She is Selma. Selma, oh, she I'm Selma. Oh, Selma. They need,
0: oh to, t- they need yeah. to make a movie off that. that is yeah. A, yeah. It's a, it is a that's
4: movie. Even it if is a this, movie. Even, well, she's saying it is real, but, I mean, obviously, it's not real. Because, oh, but it's still a movie, so, though. Because so some anyway, people would have been Right. So they leave. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So that's when they get the alcohol. That's when they go to the hotel. Then they snatch the white girls. Zoe takes off running back to the car because... Not only did he have sex, did the pimp have sex with Jess, he made the boyfriend take them on the run. Right. Uh, So now he's like. So he waiting in the car. So the boyfriend waiting in the car, Zola and um, old girl Jess go up. They snatch Jess. Zola runs back downstairs and is like, you know, I'm ready to go. And the boyfriend left. And he was like, well, I went to the store because I thought y'all was going to be up there for me. He's like, no, they snatched Jess. So then they call Big Z. And then Big Z comes. He gets there. They knock on the door. He goes in. Uh, to skip a little bit, he ends up shooting the dude that they... The dude that, that snatched her she was She knocked the dude, out in the closet. Right, but the dude who snatched her was the guy who was at the hotel the first time that the, the white boy was telling all the business to.
0: So what was the final verdict on all this? So
4: Big Z shoots the boy in the face. So now they... He, <laughs> the he, boyfriend? No, <laughs> no the, the guy the, who The dude dressed, dressed, snatched her up. Yeah. Who snatched her up. He puts Jess over his shoulder. They all take off and they leave. And then they go... Uh, back to the
2: hotel I think right yeah and then they send Z ends up sending the boyfriend and Zola home and keeps Jess there yeah. to make her continue. To make her keep so, you know, yeah. making money. The, yeah, money. they and gotta then, make a movie. So
4: Jess, Norm, Jess comes back like a month later. She cleans up. <laughs> she breaks up with the boy. She's with somebody else now and she's pregnant and now she's living, living you know, happily ever white picket fences. Yeah. That shit sounds so <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So people just sat there
1: and So
2: was and like somebody
0: that people knew or is just, it just picked no, up traction. No, it, it just was
2: p- just, yeah, just picked up traction.
0: It just
4: did this like, story on like, Twitter and then they you have to read it though. I'm gonna do one next week then.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee it you, it I can make good. up a good story. Oh, it got to be good. It got to be good, though. Oh, gotta that, gotta good. that was thing. good.
4: That was good. you girl, ever heard me she, tell a story, I can so tell So
1: if it story. was true and she embellished it, either way, it was the great. way she told this story, or if she came up yeah. with this in her mind, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she finna be on yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: they need to get a, they, she definitely, like, the whole time I was listening, I was just Picturing out a movie. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It just seemed like it's, right, it was
1: suspenseful. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. one
0: of them things where it's like when it starts, it'll like somebody will be riding through a street, like riding in a car, looking out a window. Like, and she posted pictures. She's narrating on, um,
4: she posted pictures on Twitter of her and the white girl. Yeah. So did. She did. What they look like. Oh, here, let me show you. Because yeah, uh, it, it it's funny though. Yeah. She just put it in the um, group me. So, <laughs> I mean, with
0: all this going on, I guess, I mean, I get ask y'all too, would you ever pay for pussy? A dick.
4: Well, I mean, according, according to what I've heard, some guys say they feel like they pay for it anyway. Yeah, they feel like I a mean, date. yeah,
0: it's, but
2: uh, so yeah. So we we actually, actually had <laughs> a conversation. <laughs> I had a conversation with my friends, like my homeboy. They were like, we like we we You're pretty do. much paying for we, it we, already. We pay for it. And it's pretty expensive. And then when you and then when you buy that engagement ring, you paying for it to yeah. have it the rest of your life. So yeah, yeah. they when you put it that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Don't get me to thinking.
2: <laughs> yeah, for, for, yeah. For a woman, it's different though. It's,
0: yeah, it's, I hear a lot of women be like, I hear a lot of women who be like they would prefer to go to like a woman strip club before they even went to a man strip club. Like they just certain things they don't want to see or whatever. I don't know. Pan I mean, y'all said
3: y'all wouldn't. My So I've
2: been to I've been to a a male strip club before, and we just we just ain't dropping money like that. Like I don't know oh, yeah. how them brothers making money. money yeah. Because we yeah. just I ain't
0: never paid nothing. Even the
2: club. bachelorette parties like. Even about like we're just not dropping money like that. Mm-hmm. Like we're we go to have a good time. Like yeah, he's sexy, yeah, he's cute. But we're not like oh giving money. Yeah, you know who, you, know, you, know who's pour- you know who's pouring out the money? The forty-one-year-old. <laughs> yes, Myth- <laughs> 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 lonely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Un- unattractive lady who got a twenty-three-year-old black man rubbing on her. That's uh, who's that's who's dropping mm-hmm. dropping the money. Mm-hmm. But I for the most part,
0: yeah. If I can't have sex with somebody that I'm not even attracted to, that's real. Like when I think about like what some of the things that people do, like even when you think about prostitution and stuff, it's like they're sleeping with people they don't want to be with. Uh, like that movie, like on Equalizer, the girl who had to sleep with that fat dude that night. Have you ever seen I Equalizer haven't seen it. with I haven't either. Yeah. yeah, I mean I went to sleep on it. It well, was too early, thing. so I ain't gonna. It was a good movie. You gotta keep watching. It was It, but it this, was the same this, thing. What, as Man this, on fire. Stop it right now. <laughs> we just took your black card last week for certain things that will remain nameless. Don't do it this week. So, it was like a part where the white girl was uh her her pimp was like sending this guy yeah. to her and it was like this fat
1: sandwich rich dude like yeah.
0: Bloated yeah. nasty motherfucker. And she was crying. Cause she was like, I don't want to go out there. Like one of them big dudes where his dick was probably super little. Mm. So you got to put your face in between.
3: Uh, yeah. That's to get to oh, face,
0: I wish they could see people's faces. <laughs> <you know? laughs> but that's what it was. And I, I you know, I thought, I, to, I tell people all the time, you know, when I first moved here, somebody told me I should escort because I, I I was on hard times, didn't have any money. And, they I, was paid like,
2: and paid I was like, pay for you. Yeah, And I was like, Well, Drew's. you know,
0: I said, Man, uh, yeah, I'll think about it. Then I, when I thought about it, I was like, oh shit because i looked up some stuff it was like five hundred dollars just to go hang out and a thousand mm-hmm. for this and and i and then i was like i gotta sleep with some of these people and i was like eventually you will and then i was like well that may not be bad but i'm thinking in real life this ain't tv all these bitches ain't physically fine That's i may real. get a whole the of them bitch. probably not yes and i'm like i ain't about to be out here doing this shit mm-hmm. i ain't about i can't y'all ever seen That's the real. show gigolos mm-hmm. on yeah. showtime
1: yeah some of the i mean and it's funny because they get they got a lot of requests from them older white ladies mm-hmm. that like business professionals Yeah. some of them be married uh, I, I saw this one episode the uh, old girl husband was in the closet he wanted to be in the closet watching with the door cracked he wasn't gonna say nothing they were talking shit to him the whole time while they were having sex I it's like hilarious do wow. <laughs> I would like to do a documentary on
2: something I mean like that, that. that brings up another point though the whole like sexual tourism thing yeah. so people talk all the time about like white dudes going to Thailand and black dudes going to Brazil or uh, Korea or yeah mm-hmm. but there's um like a big Big money maker of white women going to Jamaica. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So just to find yeah. dudes, just to I'm the hedonism tell you this. and all that. Yeah. I be working. Oh, yeah. I work over
0: mm-hmm. in that in in you know the North Dallas area, and mm-hmm. I talk to Gary, and I be telling people these stories all the time. Like you, it's written all it's written all over your face <laughs> <laughs> when you walk in. Yeah, man. It's, yeah, they the way they watching and the way this is. I'm gonna tell you like this, and this is the way white women have told it to me. Even the the most, it's some good looking white guys out there. Yeah, but it's not. They don't carry themselves the way they don't. black men oh, yeah. do. They don't you can either. look at a black man, a white man in a suit, and then you can look at a black man in a suit. It's
2: completely, yeah. it's
0: totally it's different. Totally different. Yeah. Every, I mean, you can look at a white dude in a baseball hat or wearing what i want It's totally different it because is. of the way we carry ourselves, mm-hmm. the confidence that you have to have, so on and so forth. And it's like you just see this look, and it. And not only are they like wondering in their mind what it's about. Yeah. Some of them, like you said, they're taking these trips or they're having mm-hmm. these parties to wear whatever. It's this um, website. It's called Dancing Bears. I don't know if you guys ever heard about it. And it's basically like a lot. It's like men dressed up like they'll have like this logo, uh, mas- mascot hat on mm-hmm. of a dancing bear. And they basically are men, male strippers. And if you ever look at that website, every party, it's like a bunch of white women or Hispanic women. And it's like black dudes stripping.
3: I believe it. And it's yeah, I believe you it.
0: never really see black women doing it, but it's always like other races. Which another thing, which makes it hard for. And I was talking to somebody. And it was like, why is it so hard for black dudes to settle down? That's what it was. Remember that post that Chris put inside the group me and Oh saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. like a girl saying. It was saying like a like white man. White man here is buying houses and making their girlfriends, wives, mm-hmm. and niggas out here buying tennis shoes and making and the, treating their hoes like queens, like queens, and queens, and queens like, like hoes. hoes. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, and it was like, what's your thoughts on it? And I was like, this goes back to kind of what Gary <laughs> say. White niggas do that same shit. The yeah, do. but don't the put that shit on us yeah. like yeah. that the, we they the do. only ones doing that yeah. shit right. and i right. said you need to check out whoever she is she need to figure out what is it about you that yeah. keeps picking these dudes mm-hmm. or you know attracting these type of dudes right. to yeah. but don't that's put so. it out there like this shit ain't happening
4: because my you. thing is yeah, one personal. thing that i said i know a lot of people from where i'm from and they and they like a lot of white men, like I guess they got the girl pregnant, and then they would get married, and then they had divorced before you twenty five and yeah. on their second or they'll take care of you. You know Can't so, do shit,
1: right.
3: right? But
4: my thing is, so does that make them be- better. any better? Because yeah. they they did make you their wife, but y'all got divorced a year later. Exactly. Or so they it's
1: like, married you know, and they out there doing all what they want of they stuff to do, right? And, yeah. and just because the, you know the wife is still driving around in a Range Rover Man. or whatever, right. tape, they, they overlook it. These I see it all the time. These white these white men gather with each other at these country yeah. clubs, be doing stuff with other men, like like that movie The Loft. Have you? seen that yeah you know, well yeah it's like, this, so like, like so you four got that rich
0: white dudes and they basically all pay on this expensive oh, loft, like in yeah, an uptown probably, yeah. and they, they bring any woman they, they want to bring in like there that. and nobody ever talks about it yeah that's, i it. Mean, that's the kind of shit i'd be talking about with the difference between black dudes and white dudes and we talked about it in a different uh dynamic for like athletes like me and you talk right. like mike vick mm-hmm. shit that he's going through like right now with the the, the, the dog situation or like heart um uh hardy the one who plays for the cowboys now yeah. they they Black dudes are athletes especially They're so cocky Like once they get that money They can do whatever the fuck they want And white dudes pay for good representation mm-hmm. oh, To yeah. make that shit go away mm-hmm. yeah. That's the difference mm-hmm. It's like You know Black dudes like to smoke weed And mm-hmm. then you got white dudes They like to think, snort I crack I
4: think that you made a good analogy When you said that For every black man cheating Is a white man having an affair Yeah So it's yeah. the same Got cheating. a whole other family like, on the it's side just right. it's, it's, yeah. just, it's just called something different, something different. It's called yeah. something yeah.
1: different right. And it's looked at different yeah. right. And it's not highlighted in the media But they're doing the same
4: fucking shit They're doing some wild
1: I've heard myself. some crazy stories, man. man. I mean, telling? even even like gay culture among rich white men. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's bro, I've heard some wild stuff. Because I said, I said that,
4: was that too, because I, I, I was talking about it with my, one of my friends. Yeah. And I was saying that um, if they either get married really young or divorce really young or if they get married because they're gay and then this woman is, right. their, is their mustache, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So right. it's just kind of like there's a whole bunch of reasons maybe why these you know, white men are getting married, whereas black men are just kind of like, or black people, period, is just kinda like we ain't gonna get married just yeah. just to get, be, married, just 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 to fun, get just,
0: married, right? Right. That's just but that, that's how I was it was on an episode of Power, where um, the white dude had took the business from Jamie, and he invited Jamie over one night. and It was like a bunch of fucking strippers, like all oh, over yeah. the place, and I right. think he had a boy. Yeah, he, he was did. fucking a boy in right. the room right. and, and his wife you, was in there yeah, and his, his wife, wife was there. there his wife knew about it but like you said because he paid for everything and they had this mansion and she yeah. was in these country club right. she was sick of the shit but it's like I don't have a reason. I don't have right. anything on him to leave, but yeah. Jamie was able to find something on him yeah. and give it to her so she could leave and he got his business back and so on and so forth because she stayed because she was like, I don't have enough money or nothing to, to, to put him on blast to make to, so I can leave. Yeah, You got all these women, you fucking boys. Exactly. Right.
2: I mean, but I think that goes back to like culturally. Uh, one of you guys said that like black people and white, they do it differently. Yeah. So a lot of times yeah. white people get married for like economical reasons. Right. Exactly. It's a business transaction. Yeah. Right. Your family got this money, my family got this money, We met, or we met when we were in grad school. So I live, y'all, right across from SMU, like Mm -hmm. walking distance from Mm -hmm. SMU. And I go to the gym out there, and you hear these girls all the time. They go to grad school. They go to law school with no intention of studying law. No intention of studying law. They go to law school so they can meet a man who's a lawyer. They get married, and then they have this plush life in Highland Park, never see their husband,
0: Right. Hire a nanny, never right. see their kids. Fuck the never, yeah. Is
2: exactly. that poor? The poor man. The poor, yeah. yeah <laughs> right. the, the, the,
0: the yeah. Is he gonna right. give well. you that dick? Like I'm eating <laughs> yeah. a sandwich after this bitch.
4: With some well, good cheese, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want that
0: good cheese, Yeah, <laughs> like, good I'm, cheese. I'm, yeah I don't yeah. want no thick slice, Sam. I want the good, <laughs> the good shit. cheese. Yeah, man.
2: But but we're we're not getting married for economical <laughs> no. reasons, right. you know what I'm saying? Like I don't care how much. I, well, let me say that most brothers don't care how much money a woman makes. Yeah. You know what right. I'm saying? When they choose to marry her, but that's we do not. Have a, some brothers mm-hmm. out here no, who I, I, are I, said most. Yeah. I said most, not all, not all. Some will only look <laughs> well,
0: they're only looking for that that's real you That's know? real.
2: but yeah i mean it's just a it's, it's just a difference like you said for every black man it's, that's 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 is doing a white dude having an, an affair, affair. but right. it's so funny that's that real. you said
0: that because i mean and that's big in holland park and because i know when i'm working because i work like mm-hmm. um airline road or whatever yeah. right i yeah. work right yeah. off that mm-hmm. so it's like being there all, like along katie trail all you see is white people just out there running there. Yeah. and i'm like yeah. these motherfuckers not got i see the same ones every day yeah, but, and right. that's the situation of mm-hmm. they have people paying and taking care of everything exactly. and they can do whatever they want hell, exactly. they want to do every day and then when i'm over there going like the whole foods and shit you mm-hmm. see the looks and yeah. you see this and they're staring yeah. and i literally i was telling artesi i was like i got out of, car, out of my car the other day for work and I'm reaching in the back seat. I guess she was looking at my ass. I'm getting some out the back seat. Like she was like standing. Like before she got to sit down in the driver's seat, she was standing there when I got out of my car. Yeah. And when I reached in the back seat, got everything to get ready to go to work. When I got out, she was still looking. And I look when I got out, I was like, "How you doing?" She's like, "Oh, I'm doing fine." I'm just like okay, like this bitch just watching me, like I'm something she want to pick out. All kind of stuff,
1: yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. And them old white men probably looking at at you like that.
0: Oh, that's what I was gonna say. You and you, I've seen you have white men where you go somewhere and they're speaking to you or they wanting to touch on your look, chest yeah. or they make a little Oh, you play. You're in good shape. man. like, you know, yeah. like touching on you like you're a piece of meat, like they used to do on the block back mm-hmm. in the day when they was selling us. You
1: yeah. know what I'm
3: saying? That's yeah.
1: it's, ba- it's bad at TCU. I mean, I, I y'all know I'm I, in school over there and I work in the rec and bro, I mean, they are, them dudes over there don't care. Because they'll make comments, and they're not really always explicit unless you are aware of how that, you know yeah. what I'm saying, like, it's blatant. Yeah. They'll say it, bro.
0: I had one dude tell me, a white guy, it, we, they was talking about sex at work. Now, this is when I worked at Fidelity, and they were talking about sex at work or whatever like that, and they were just talking about all this shit. And it was like, oh, you know, I know black dudes be getting in. Y'all got them donkey dicks. And I'm like,
2: what the <laughs> donkey fuck? Donkey dicks. Donkey dicks. Well, all right well." Then, and when asked. he said that, wow. he was
0: picturing, picturing oh, yeah. what yeah. you he might was. look like yeah. in yeah. his yeah. mind. They always that's think his about way that's of entertaining what them yeah. thoughts. Yeah, it's the way
1: of getting <laughs> couched <laughs> in like a bro, a bro joke, joke or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, Man, it's, it's, it's real. Some homoeroticism real. going on in your state. Oh <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I
2: think I think it is a good point
1: that. Oh, that's <laughs> a funny word to me. I had to say that one is funny to me.
4: Everyone's saying that's some gay shit.
1: <laughs> I'm more says. Try to be mindful of who might be listening. <laughs> that's real, man.
4: That's real, man.
1: You was about to
0: say something
2: more. I, I was going to say that, like, I do think that we need to talk about, though, and maybe this is. Um, no, you fine. We got time. <laughs> so. I don't like this whole like victimization that we as black women do when it comes to dating. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just, it just, I was talking about that this it morning. just bothers me. Like, first of all, stop with the rhetoric that there's no good black men. I know plenty of them. Yeah. I got a list of good black men that are in my circles. Second of all, can we stop with the whole, oh, black brothers, they're not ready to settle down. They're not ready to, because like you said, it's the same thing across right. the board right. it's not just, it's just black not men yeah i was talking to uh, one of my uh, actually an uh, older guy friend who's married and he told me he was like michelle you enter you don't interview well and i was like well what do you mean And he was like when when you're dating a guy you you meet these guys who have this you know they got the checklist they got the good job they got this they got that but when you're actually talking to them and trying to figure out where they're at in life and what they want you're not asking them the right questions so then you're surprised three months later when it when y'all's alignment Mm -hmm. isn't you know I guess aligned basically and when I thought about it I was like you're right like I'm not asking the the correct questions that I need to know to know whether or not we need to move forward Mm -hmm. so then I can't get frustrated if in three months it doesn't work out when I didn't spend the time in the beginning to even ask like what is it that you're looking for where you know what I'm saying what are your you know like those types of questions and so I think that we as -hmm. black women we need to be more intentional about the way that we date first of all we need to stop being so damn closed off like, yes. that is it is not true that there are no good black men. Yeah,
4: that's very true. That is
2: not, that is not true. Um, and I think also, I read this article that said that the way that we, quote unquote, measure men is different than the way other cultures do. So we have a tendency to put things that are shallow up front mm-hmm. and then try to add that with, like, the things that are not shallow. So... If he ain't six foot tall, I'm not talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, if he right. don't got a master's degree, I'm not talking yeah. about yeah. it. And if he don't make six figures, I'm not talking about it. Oh, and he has to be a man of integrity and respect me and loyal. Those all those and it's just characteristics, like, right. Yeah, and it's just like, why don't you start with the thing that you actually need, like yeah. the integrity and the loyal and yeah. the respect and all of those things? Make sure that he's not lazy, that he mm-hmm. has drive, that he's you know going somewhere, and then y'all figure the rest of that shit out together. Yeah, sometimes
0: you just don't get the opportunity, and that's me talking from experience. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking to somebody the other day, and they saw my resume and it's was like, dude, you've done a lot of stuff. Yeah. Why don't you have a better job? And I'm like, because ain't nobody giving me that opportunity. Yeah, I've had the interviews and all of this stuff for these jobs that are paying that higher mm-hmm. salary, but it's either my hair or it's something, you know, yeah. it's always something. And, you know, some people be like, why don't you just cut your hair? It's just hair. But I feel like if you really look at the history of blacks, like we've been, con- they taught us to conform to so many things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my hair, yeah, it could be something small to someone else, but it's something to me. It's mm-hmm. it's not a fad that I picked up like when little Wayne grew locks mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, right. it, it is why. But I am. that's almost
4: like, almost to me, almost the same thing as like your name.
0: Yeah. Like,
4: I mean, my my yeah. doctor's name is Deshondra Neek. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like if I just looked on paper and it's just kind of like, oh, I ain't finna nobody. But, and why you know do you know what I'm saying? But so why? it's like, why, listen, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, why do I need to cut my hair? Or yeah. why do I need to go by my yeah. middle yeah. name? My middle name is Nicole I just told Artesia If I have a is, kid
0: I'm naming that nigga you know. Something with Ibaka or Oco Or something <laughs> yeah. in that Motherfucker <laughs> right. He ain't gonna be Gerald Roberts yeah. Or uh, <laughs> Jacob Or Jacoby mm-hmm. Right now But I'm saying no.
4: but I'm not saying anything Is wrong with that either, no, it's, yeah, you know, yeah, My kid's name is Cameron But you yeah. know So it's like But I'm saying I don't feel like that should be a reason to why, why don't you have, you know, a better job or whatever. It's yeah. like, well, maybe you should just go ahead and cut your hair. That's what everybody's telling you. It's like, no, I don't want to cut yeah. my hair. Right. Exactly. It's like, I be feel like somewhere that I, should I, yeah. Be. Yeah. I should be able to be there yeah. with, exactly. with my hair and, and with risk. my name as you yeah. know, Tashan Janine.
0: I take a risk all the time. I mean, i be telling, you know, I've told girls I date and I've told our with me, you know, her being the current person I'm with. It's like, it's one of them things where it, I, I tell her, I'm like, I know I'm not rich and it's certain things that I may not get because of the way people look at me far as my hair or mm-hmm. the tattoos or even if they listen, like when I put the shows out, I'm like, hey, a lot of this stuff is connected to everything. You know, you can if I when you put these shows out, people are listening. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't wanna live a life where I've conformed or did everything somebody else wanted me to do my whole life to where when you look back it's like, what have we done? To the point to where, like, I always be like, man, if this radio show get to the point where it blows up and so much stuff starts to happen. And somebody asked me, what if somebody came to you and said they want to buy the show for a million dollars? I was like, I feel like it's worth more than a million because of the things that we talk about here. Yeah. Right. Cause I'm not going to tell set, you change the content. Change the content. And, yeah. yeah. And, and if I'm not here no more, then it's like a show gone and this is not here. And so By what? BT. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. can't sell off your mm-hmm. individuality. You can't sell every. You shouldn't be able to have a price tag on everything that you do right. with your life. Like it, yeah. I think it has to be something bigger than that. And that's another thing with black people too. Since you know, keeping it on the topic of black people is like we always do things for money, all not the just time. All, not not all, for happiness. All the time, but not we any, do anything it for money. Anything. Yeah, anything. you know, it's
4: almost like you know, if you get into a wreck, what's the first thing somebody gonna say? Oh, bro, you finna get, get that pay. check? You finna you get, get paid? Nigga, it's I like, could've died. <laughs> my <laughs> life, did my, right. did You see my car? And <laughs> right. you talking yeah. about a check?
0: Then you get the check, and don't even fix the fucking car. I mean, That's but real. for what is what it's worth, man, that, that,
1: that, that
0: pocket that bitch. You riding around with your whole fucking shit smashed in. <laughs> right. Gotta reach outside and be like, hey, baby, can you come around and open the door up? <laughs> you clean that, up? that bank account. You Did got thirty five hundred, you got the new
1: shoes on. Holy.
0: Yeah, shit. Nigga, get your shit fixed. Man. This
1: is true. But I you know, I think sometimes money is so important or or at least being able to have means yeah, so it is so important. And unfortunately in this culture, man, you black people often have to give up so much just to be able to put food on the table. Yeah. You do have to sacrifice. And I respect you and other people that don't, you know, sell their soul basically mm. just to make a buck. Yeah. Um, But like it's hard to find that, that happy yeah. medium right. sometimes. Because you want – I want to make more money.
2: Exactly. You know what but I'm saying? But I think, I, think I think we need to change the way that we look at mu- – like it's not – just the traditional, you got a good job, and you, you know what I'm saying, now you make such and such money, because they could lose that job any day. Mm -hmm. That's why I think it's so important to look at a person's ambition and their drive, like what is it that, where are they going? What is it that they want to do? Because hell, we both know that two heads are better than one. Right. So if you have that same drive, and he has that same drive, y'all get together and you figure that shit out. You're gonna figure it out. You're gonna gonna find a way to make
1: money, you're gonna find a way to to make sure food is on the table. Exactly, all all of my
2: friends, I have a lot of friends that are entrepreneurs, and all of them, I would I would dare say none of them were rich before they got married. Right. But all of them right now are either own multiple businesses, they have multiple organizations they're investing in. I have friends that just bought a nothing but cakes, uh, Mm -hmm. little dessert store. Mm -hmm. Like they all got together as a married couple and was Mm -hmm. like, okay, we just gonna figure this out. You got this. I got this. How are we gonna make? How are we gonna duplicate this to make money? That's what it. That's what building an empire looks like. It's not oh, man, I'm not going to date him because right. he's not a lawyer, he's not an engineer, he's not this or he's not that. Well, sweetie, you probably going to miss out on your blessing. Right. Because right. that lawyer or engineer could lose his job tomorrow. And he, right. Exactly. And not know
1: what to do. They're and not know exactly. what Versus to do. Versus somebody who's struggled a little bit before and who, who built something exactly. to where if it did fail, yeah. de- they got the character to build something else. Exactly. You know what right. I mean? Not, exactly. They didn't inherit money from their parents or something like that. So as soon as they fall on hard times, they just, the world going Yeah, Exactly. You
2: know? Yeah, man, we got we to gotta look at our brothers with more depth. We can't look at them so shallowly and then be mad that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but, we can't yeah. find what we're looking for. Right. But right. let
1: me piggyback off of that because I think, you know, and I appreciate those statements, and this is something that just frustrates me. And, and y'all will feel me, and to some it may sound, you know, I don't know how it will sound. We'll see. But mm-hmm. when I see a black man with a white woman, I'm just going to be honest it it bothers me. I mean it say really say, uh, say it again? a black man with a, white, a woman. white woman. You know what I'm saying? I mean some people call him a sellout and you know me and my my cousin joke about it. We call brothers a sellout when well, they but for yeah. me it's really important because the same kinds of narratives about black men about how they not ready to settle down and all that mess or there's no black man out there the same thing being said about black women. Yeah. You know, black men or oh, black women have attitudes oh, yeah. or they hard or blah blah mm-hmm. blah and they buy into that rhetoric and then yeah. go get them a white girl as if, you know, to assume like that white women can't change. be crazy or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. like, and so it, it that bothers me and I don't I want to see what y'all think about that just because mm-hmm. we've talked about interracial dating on this mm-hmm. show a lot. And for me it's just really important for black men to to not only consider black women but to appreciate black women yeah. mm-hmm. and to think about black women the same way you're saying black women need to think about black men with more depth and Mm -hmm. stop thinking about these little tropes about you know black women got attitudes they talk back and blah blah i'm like man come on like
0: first of all this is how i feel about it i i've dated white girls before and it didn't last primarily because i just didn't feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and then i looked at it from like will they ever understand me yeah. And then I had a homeboy who was like, okay, you dating these white cheeks. Do you really want to be with them? Could you really marry them? And when I really thought about it in the moment that I was doing it, I was like, I just want to fuck something different. I mean, mm-hmm. because it, I mean, if I'm just being honest, I was like...
4: And that's fine to be yeah. honest with I was but like, honest. But, like, but, that's like, what,
0: yeah, but you got niggas Gary who... Gary <laughs> was saying. Yeah, you got niggas <laughs> you who mean, be like, like they acting like they're better. Yeah. Like to date, right. like, like they're yeah. doing something. The only difference that I really saw from like dating white and Hispanic and whatever, it's like, I feel like, which is why we do this show and talk about sex... I think a lot of black women are too closed minded when it comes to like romanticism and mm-hmm. romantics with their, you know, significant other. Yeah. Other than that, like, I feel like they're the same. If you cross – the difference between a black woman and a white woman when you make them angry is a white woman. A black woman will get on your fucking nerves, maybe slash your ties, maybe not – you know, not mm-hmm. all of them do that, but a white woman with one word can ruin your fucking life.
1: Mm-hmm. But she white women ruin. would do that same that – yeah. that whole – Yeah, they'll do that. Yeah, they'll, they'll, yeah, that they'll break shit too. And, and I don't think but, the majority of black women do that kind no, of stuff. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: have – yeah. and like we said all the time, it, the reactions – Of being cheated on and lied to, it 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 goes over every boundary. Everybody does this same shit. Mm -hmm. White women are not better than black women in no capacity, in no which way. But, like I always talk about, we don't really think about it, but subconsciously we are being conditioned through TV, magazines. And social media, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. Like yeah. it's just that's just what it is, and you have to have a mind, a strong enough mind to
1: decipher yeah. mm-hmm. what is real and what is not real. Yeah, and to understand that that all of this stuff goes into even dating and desire, and that man, mm-hmm. I, mean, I see that play out every day at TCU. I, you know, I see it come across just just feel, sounds feels like billions of white people <laughs> and like two <laughs> black people, and these white girls walk around like they just own campus, like they yeah. just uh, the just they stuff don't stink. Just mm-hmm. and then. It, it hurts me because when I do see the token black girl or one or two black girls, they carry themselves differently. Not because black women don't have confidence, but it's a hell of a lot harder to have confidence when you're surrounded by white people that, you know, tell you that this is how you no, be beautiful yeah. and the way you are to yeah. wear your hair. And it, bro, it, it, it hurts me. It is frustrating. And unfortunately, a lot of black men fall victim to it and listen to that. And yeah. it's like, yeah, I mean. She's not confident, or she yeah. don't do this, or she don't have this. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, man, yeah. there's so much more that goes into it. But I yeah. don't know. For, I for me,
2: interracial dating doesn't necessarily bother me because, well, I think probably because I'm a product of that. My grandmother is white. My grandfather is black. My mother, of course, is mixed. Um, but what does bother me, and, and I think this is what you two are saying, is that um, when you when you're doing it, like, in a position of because you think that black women are inferior. Right. Yeah. That, right. you know, my, my grandfather genuinely loved my grandmother. Right. It was and, and they were dating in the 60s. Mm-hmm. So you yeah, know right, that it had right. to be real. Right, <laughs> right, right. Like, right. my grandmother was rich, and she lost everything to mm-hmm. be with my grandfather. Literally, mm-hmm. they just... Dis- I don't... To this day, I don't know her side of the family. They disowned her right. completely. And so she went from having maids to literally being a maid mm-hmm. um, because she had to give up everything to be with my grandfather. Um, however... Like, I don't agree with the whole or or support the whole, you know, um, thought process that black men or black women have of that, you know, the white race is, is superior right. yeah. for whatever reason. Um, because then then basically what you're saying is that like your mother doesn't deserve to be exactly. loved, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, or your sister doesn't mm-hmm. deserve to be loved because she she's black. Right. Um, and I, interesting thing. So I had this conversation with my son because he's a preteen and so he's, you know, starting to like girls or whatever. And we live again near SMU. Right. So he's around a lot of the white, white girls, kids. Yeah. Um, and but but he's had crushes on every type of, you know, Ethiopian girls like, to him it doesn't matter. She's so pretty young, the right. She's cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know Ethiopian what I'm saying? girls
0: get you that warm milk.
2: <laughs> he he like, you know, he <laughs> likes them. Um and, but but we had a conversation and, and he was saying that he doesn't understand why some black women can be loud and angry. And I was like, What are you talking about? Like what are you saying? And so what he's looking at is he's looking at media like Real Housewives right. right. of Atlanta. Yeah. Right. like right. every every time that he sees a black woman depicted on some type of um, media, it's always in a negative, negative a negative right. light. Exactly. The difference is, is that you know I'm the vice president of the young uh, the Urban League young Professionals, so he's constantly around black women that don't fit that stereotype. Yeah. Right. I don't fit. That. I don't feel like I fit right. that stereotype, and so he's able to see the diversity of black women mm-hmm. that are out there, and that there's all kinds of you know really any kind of race of woman but there's all kinds of black women that come from all different walks of life who look different who talk different so he's not um strangled by all of that you know the deafening just noise um that defines black women negatively Mm -hmm. um and so i think that that's like you said gary that's an important thing that you have to talk about um when you're talking about that whole like interracial thing is what is the what direction are you coming at it yeah and what's the
1: reason yeah Yeah. because i don't and the reason why i even raise this because i don't want to make it sound like I'm just adamantly against mm-hmm. interracial yeah. dating yeah. all the time because yeah. I don't think that's the, the truth. But yeah. it just just seeing the, the reason why it happened, exactly. the black right. boys looking at these white girls mm-hmm. like it's a come up or something exactly. like that is just yeah. that's the part that bothers me. So I feel like black men need to, to be more intentional about, you know, loving black women or mm-hmm. appreciating black women, especially in light of everything that's
3: exactly. going on. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And, man, we, uh, we got to get ready to wrap it up. We want to apologize to our listeners for uh, Saul Williams wasn't able to call in. He is on tour, as we stated at the beginning, uh, in Europe, and the time did not line up, so we are in the process of rescheduling. We do apologize. We do thank you guys for listening in. Again, this is the reality is where filtering becomes extinct. Go follow us right now. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on uh, Instagram, on Facebook. We still hope you guys enjoyed the show. Michelle, thanks for coming out. No Gabby, we appreciate you. Gary, thanks, man. It's glad to have you back in the studio. Absolutely. Y'all, uh, Brian didn't follow in the corner drunk this week. Um, he's doing the <laughs> photography. And thanks for Miss Artesia for setting up everything, man. We uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. And always remember inhale, courage, exhale, success. And we'll holler at y'all next week All as right. you breathe <laughs> and hard.
4: That was my inhale exhale.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: You my right hand. You my go-to. Told me everything about you. That's a mo
0: The reality is it's production of Fishbowl here. Radio so Network and go. Roberts Media Group. My team includes Artesia Swindle, Christian Evans, Gary Green, like Brian Fuller, Jessica Henderson, and Gabrielle Johnson. I'm on Twitter at Poe. that's S-I-R-R-O-B-E-R-T-P-O-E. The show is at The Reality Is, that's T-H-A, The Reality Is. And if you like The Reality Is, subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a rating or a review. And you can also email us for any show topics or any messages that you want to leave, voice recordings or anything at info at com.